That's such bullshit that your nipples are allowed, man. No, do they not see the double standard? everybody welcome to the utah outcast for the 29th of january 2016 we are an uncensored and unapologetically firebrand atheist podcast coming at you from various basements and rooms within utah but don't let that fool you we do cover a lot more than the local stuff we do do a little bit of that we do do yeah that's great <laughs> that's the kind of Very quality good. You know with this show oh are we the best yeah it's perfect so, for you, if any reason you want to get in contact with anyone on the show, please do so via our email, which is mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can text or voicemail, 347-669-3377. That comes straight to this thing right here, so you want to bother me. That's a great way of doing it. Um, <laughs> as well as our substantial social media presence on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and just about any other thing that you can go out there is uh, Utah Outcasts. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to give you a quick reminder of how very important all of you listeners are to us. And uh, we wouldn't be anything without the support of our fans and listeners. Uh, you guys are the reason that the three of us come back to do the show each week. I mean, we love talking to each other. But, you know, we do it because we know that we have an audience out there. Some of you even support us financially via Patreon and PayPal. And that makes us super happy because it increases the production value each week. Don't don't act like you haven't learned. It, it's gotten better every week ever since we started this thing. <laughs> Uh, so while we love you all a whole lot, we have to give a little bit of extra love squeezings to Robert, Lee, Dan, and Adam for their continued patronage. These guys, love squeezes. Yeah. Squeeze, squeeze. These guys, and potentially all of you, will get bonus content for even the lowest donation level of $1 an episode. I mean, I spend like that much on a soda just because I want a soda during work week. <laughs> you can get like 20 minutes of us talking to you. You know, but for that, you guys get to hear us at our most surly and inebriated because we do it at the very end of the show uh, about one segment of real audio that we saved specifically for those guys. But for the rest of you, uh, you have to wait like a whole half year to hear the same content. And at that point, it's so beyond it's like freshness date. It's like you're eating stale bread. <laughs> so we're still working out the kinks of our live show and we'll get you some details as soon as we have it but it is happening we're going to do a little bit of a, a dry run on the uh, the craft table behind me right here uh, but we're going to figure that out and then we'll we'll go live somewhere else I mean I'd just rather not work out the bugs in the venue that we're at <laughs> so uh, now that I've sufficiently suckled the sympathies of several of our surly sycophants we can uh, finally move on to letting everybody know that not we know that not everybody can afford to donate and we realize that, but we ask that if you've enjoyed the episode and that you leave us a five-star rating on whatever service you hear us on. And for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, give us a like and a subscribe. It really does help. We've got no new reviews or subscribers this week, so that means we get to move into the panel itself. Yay. So first up... Not yay, but... Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> yay that. No. Damn it! First up is the smart, stunning, stellar, and superbly strident Felicia Entwistle... Oh, hello! And then we have my internet shadow, the super critic from Watch, Play, Read, and semi-regular guest on the Nerd Dome podcast. Nerd Dome Report. Oh, I crossed those streams earlier tonight. <laughs> um, which you can now find at Podhill Media, which is podhill.com. Come check us out. Uh, the sibilant-slinging Superman slowly staying still is Kyle, Kyle Steenblick. 
I love that my first name ruined your alliteration. Ziblitz. Ziblitz. <laughs> I should have done K's and, and F's. 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 God damn it. F's. <laughs> you should have done K's. K is for comedy. <laughs> K Stanton. That, I hate, I hate the, the K makes no sense in the English language. It makes no goddamn no, sense. In German, everything that makes us, like, we spell with C's here, it's a K. So, yeah. it makes a lot more sense. Uh, we do have a, we do have a special guest this week, uh, but it's only for the interview. And um, because, you know, asking for East Coast guests to stay up super late to be on the show for the whole thing. Uh, is a special layer of hell that we don't ever wish to force on anybody except the people that live just about in our time zone because I still feel bad about making Ed stay up really late from Newfoundland. Um, you know, he was great was, the whole time, though. It was, great. Time. It was oh. such a good sport. Oh, and uh, Atheist Podcast is now part of the Pothill Media Group as well. Mm, so hey. let's see. Uh, we have Kelly Wright joining us from the Gatheist Manifesto, which you can find at uh, Gatheist, com. Uh, they are going to be joining us for uh, the interview segment of the show in our fun after our fun with real audio segment coming up in about an hour or so. So stay tuned for that. It feels weird saying in an hour or so, but you know we really do provide that much content every goddamn week. You guys yeah, love us. You. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> that's why I say that. So let's catch up with what we all been up to for the last week. Um, I'll jump off. Let's see. I I caught the same shit my my family had. So you'll catch me every once in a while microphone and then coming back into it because yeah sorry. you guys didn't hear any of that but i just thought it was kind of fun so i i got some crud going on so you might catch me on video coughing or you know clearing my sinuses as after i hit the mute button um but let's see god we're so sexy over here yeah like this show's the sexiest <laughs> show ever let's see i beyond that i've, I've been I, I was eating really well up until today this is my cheat day so i'm i've had a whole six pack <laughs> I know you shouldn't be treating the cheat day like that, but that's that's what it's, it's for. It's cheat you kidding day. me? It's cheat the day days? and podcast day. I combine <laughs> the two because I need the liquor on podcast <laughs> Don't we all? I'm going to shut the door one sec. I'll go for it. Uh, let's see. Be, I, I don't think there was anything else really beyond that for me this week. It's been slow and unavailable. I haven't slept worth a shit this week, but nobody wants to hear those kind of problems because nobody no, likes don't. their jobs. Nobody gets enough sleep. So, <laughs> Ani DeFranco lyrics. There we go. Uh, what about you, Kyle, Felicia? Uh, anything? Well, the uh, I don't, I, I, yeah, I talked about it. The, uh, the, the nice 10 year old fourth grade science fair project. <laughs> uh, we're, we're done with that that's all done yay um, I know I know good job I, I'm well, proud of the work you did I'm sure you hey. did a great job and it I, works yeah really well. no I, I actually did very little other than standing there going no this is how you need to do it like no your this, hypothesis this is, is bullshit yeah. son <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how the scientific method works yeah no aside from doing that and sitting down and going okay this is how your experiment is going to need to work um which was like a shit ton more work than I really wanted just, it to be. It's a lot more work than but, just doing the project yourself. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been. I yeah. would have finished it at three yeah. in the morning the day before. You make no mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd done it for her, this shit would have been done like, you know, in a day. I've done but some no. shit show stuff. The day, yeah, yeah, twenty four you know, hours before the hour it needed to be ready. <laughs> probably, probably. You're still That's, putting shit together but, on the way to school. 
No, yeah. she did. She did. You know, seventy five percent of the work. Oh, that's good. Um, my our contribution. I can't just say my contribution, but mine and mine and my wife. Our contribution was to sit there and constantly poke her with a stick, going, "You got to do it. You got to do it." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I got to say that's one of the most but, annoying fucking things about being a parent. Yes. Is the yes. amount of times you have to remind somebody to do something mm-hmm. that you ask them to do. <laughs> <laughs> you have to actually do it. Hey. You have to just actually do it. I'm not a parent, but I did notice that my, my fellow's kid, uh, who's three, has figured out that he can do something and then say sorry and make think that makes it okay. <laughs> so I have to be like, dude, you, I, I, like, last time I was hanging out with him, I'm like, dude, you can't just do it and say you're sorry. You can't. You just can't do it anymore. Like, <laughs> it just reminds me of that webcomic I saw where the mom's like, dude, the fuck? <laughs> the fuck, man? <laughs> Oh, what was that one? That was the swearing in school one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've yeah. told, like, and my kids, <laughs> like, I catch my kids cussing every once in a while, and I'm like, yeah, you can't use that now. But you're going to be using that in your language a lot more in the near future. But yeah. you say it all the time. I'm like, I know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, nobody is comfortable with you using that because you have no idea what you're saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> the fun part is, is when my ki- when my kids. Well, it's mostly my mostly my son. My my seven-year-old son now he will ask us permission to swear (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah it's like can i say the shit word (laughs) like son i think you just (laughs) (laughs) like okay um boy you got a panty on your head (laughs) (laughs) go ahead yeah go ahead and then i'll let you know if it was all right (laughs) yeah You need to conjugate hey. your verbs better, son. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're a creative use, but um, long story short, her science fair that she did mostly herself got an honorable mention, which and it was a voluntary. It was a voluntary thing that she That's wanted cool. to do, signed up to do. So, yay! She was disappointed, but well, w- you're this, instilling the like, great yeah. value in her that you don't always win. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't I, always win. But, you know, we also got to say, look, this is your first science fair. You didn't have to do it. And you got a ribbon for it. So and not everybody did. So, yeah, let's good. be clear here. You didn't get a participation ribbon. Mm-hmm. You got an honorable yeah. mention, meaning that they considered you for a prize and yeah. had a hard time deciding that you didn't get one. Right. And then we That's... had to say we had to say, look, you probably would have gotten like first, maybe second or third if you had put a little more work into it. Yeah. If you would have done that extra so, 25%, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you would have sat down and you would have done, you know, two pages worth of, you know. Fuck, I'll take an honorable mention for anything I work on. Yeah, most nowadays. Of what that I would get, be awesome. Yeah. Most of what I, I bust my ass and it's like, so why didn't you do better? Yeah. Please just recognize, like, my, recognize my effort, please. Yeah. Can <laughs> I get a participation ribbon for fuck's sake? God, I want I want one for waking up most mornings. Yeah, like look, I woke up, so fuck. I, I am the car. That. I am the car I'm... every morning for the kids, and so yeah, I want a participation medal every fucking once in a while. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for taking me to school. No problem. You know? uh, like when well, your boss I... says, "Look, you're two minutes late." I'm like, I'm fucking here. So, <laughs> uh, highest increase over last year in the entire company that I work for, and it all I got was. You guys, your company's a bunch of dickholes when it comes to that. They because, seriously because are. Because man, management at, I'm not going to say where, but grocery stores mm-hmm. in general, 
is a how come you didn't do more? How come you can't yeah. do more? They we were need like, to milk so- it. We need to milk it. We need to milk it. Like, look, dude, there's only so much fucking money people are going to spend on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially that, here. That out. <laughs> yeah. In a poorer part of town, not the poorest, mm-hmm. not, like in Taylorsville, the, like there, you know, there's house, a lot of you know? there's a lot of students yeah. and immigrants there, and uh, which actually makes my customer base awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But they also don't have a lot of like just Buzzable money. To, yeah, they don't have a ton of disposable income. So yeah. when I make those kinds of sales, it's even more important because I convince them that it was worth their very limited money, which I think it is. Like I'm not lying to anyone. Like, well, according <laughs> to that study I read this week. You're a fucking drug pusher. That's what you yeah, are. Yeah, you are. Oh, for fuck's sake. They say the same thing about porn. So the, all oh, the we got things. something coming up in that in a minute. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have it in the notes, but it came up just rarely, just, just a couple of minutes ago in, in Facebook. So, uh, Felicia, do you have anything you want to talk about that you've been up to for the last week? Um, The gall is coming up. The gala. Have you bought your tickets yet? Kyle has. Yeah, I have. I haven't yet. I bought Buy your tickets. It's going to be so great. I want to bring I the podcasting stuff and just set up a table. <laughs> Come, would be talk awesome. to me. Come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk to people without microphones. People are more genuine when you put a microphone in front of them. Uh, actually, so actually, something really kind of cool is we're trying to get a string quartet or some some musicians to play for the first hour. Uh, not like a band, uh, because can they play some Apocalyptica? That there's our opening song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not not because bands aren't awesome and they are, uh, but because what for the first hour people are going to be eating and and checking in and stuff like that. So we wanted some uh, some kind of nicer music. chamber yeah, music, chamber music. Um, and I reached out to uh, Salt Lake Community College and they and they said actually we don't have a st- student quartet right now, but we have a faculty. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said it's this much to hire us. And I said I was wondering if maybe anybody interested in donating their time. <laughs> or at a discount, and she goes, "Oh well, I'll donate my time. I love you, what you guys do. And oh. you, you toss it. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, are you shitting me? <laughs> we are everywhere, man. I'm, I'm we waiting, are everywhere. I'm, I'm waiting for the time where someone goes. Of course, Felicia, I watch you on the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. We need a, an equivalent of Geek Show says, "Hey, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. We need, we need something. We'll, we'll think uh, of something. We'll um." The gala, the gala is coming oh. up February 27th. February 27th. Get your tickets. $65 for members, $75 for non-members. We will have live performances, uh, not just the music that I mentioned, but uh, we are our, our silent auction is getting so rad. I picked up the donation from Epic Brewery. Uh, <laughs> we haven't done the uh, official... wasn't it? <laughs> yes, we haven't done the official uh, announcement on the Facebook page, but I, it's not a secret, so I'm going to say it here. So, yay, guys, you get the announcement. Epic Ooh. Brewery has donated the beer for the gala, and when they donated the beer, they went for it. I mean, Duh, it is... beer. <laughs> they gave mm-hmm. us enough beer for 150 people. And that's not 150 people to have a beer. <laughs> no, they, they, they were like, that should cover you for 150 people. We're like, <gasps> probably. And, That's and, like and considerable. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or like two of me and X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, and, this is my last beer. Fuck. God damn. And so, and then I, and then they donated a gift basket, a gift basket to the, the, the silent auction as well. And it's kind of awesome. It's a, like this bag, like it's kind of like one of the canvas bags you get at the grocery store, except for it's made so you can carry beer in it. 
Like it's yeah, got little it's slots. Actually, it's compartmentalized, so you can put your mm-hmm. seal clubbers in there. <laughs> yeah, and then nice. uh, it had two pint glasses, a T-shirt, two pa- epic beer patches, beer uh, epic beer stickers, epic beer bottle openers, and epic beer bottle stoppers. Ooh, it's so cool! Wait, who so puts cool. a stopper in a bottle? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I've met anyone who needs that. I know. Yeah, fuck, man. Not in this group, not on this podcast. You drink (laughs) all your liquor, damn it. (laughs) But it's a, but so I picked that up from Epic. I picked up a donation from Blue Boutique. Uh, Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I I picked up a donation from uh, the Beer Nut. Yeah, yeah, Beer Uh, Nut. Yeah, we talked about uh, them last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and we've got, we've got even more. Um, Five Wives is donating some alcohol. <laughs> uh we've got five wives we've got uh uh who uh, sorry i'm forgetting all the rad donations so, so the silent auction you guys oh oh mm-hmm. we got a booze gift basket donated to the silent auction i feel bad because i just realized that people weren't watching us on skype <laughs> i just had the window <laughs> minimized for obs sorry Ooh. sorry everybody sorry uh it's just oh it's so cool so uh the silent auction is going to be rad uh obviously the booze is going to be rad uh the the whole thing i'm just so excited rena found this amazing dj who's willing to donate his time for the the rest of the night uh who really knows his stuff so uh it's it's gonna be amazing i'm just i'm just so excited you guys (laughs) so that's my week is gala that's all that's my life now is the gala So with that, we're going to move into our first little news topic we have here. And I honestly didn't make it happen this way, but the news just happened to, you know, they rolled the bones with the news this week and it came out extremely, uh, what is it? Homophobic and transphobic. It it came out that way. God damn it, people. I thought we were getting it's over this, but no, it's the, it's the dying throes of this old guard shit. Except for somebody who I actually really admired for his views on a lot of things. Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear, who I don't know if anybody knows who that is. He's mm-hmm. He was a British presenter on one of the most famous, like, car shows on television, on the BBC, which, you know, spawned shows in America as well. But it was really popular in the UK and, I mean, across the world. Uh, they had, they he lost his contract a couple of, like, I think it was last year. Uh, for punching a producer. And, like, the, apparently that was the second strike for the BBC. They said, fuck it, you're out of here. You can't be hurting people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of us went, okay, well, he's he's just a dick. I, I get that. You know, he's been doing this for a long time, and if someone's acting professionally, he doesn't know how to use his words like a big boy. Unfortunately, this time, he did use his words like a big boy, and but it wasn't very smart. Um, no, they were not very... So he did a, uh article in the Sunday Times, I believe that's the... Mm-hmm. In a British newspaper, uh, Clarkson began his rant against uh, trans people because he said that he didn't understand the plight of the trans community, and that when he first heard about trans people, he thought the thought made his eyes roll. Okay, as far as I was concerned, this is wait, let me see. As far as I was concerned, men who wanted to be women were only really to be found on the internet or in the seedier bits of Bangkok. They were called ladyboys in my mind. They were nothing more than the punchline in a stagnant anecdote. See, right there. That's the problem, sir. That, how do you not see that that's the problem? 
<laughs> the, only the seedy underbelly accepted men who wanted to be women. So it apparently was a thing. You have you have heard of this being a thing. Well, and I, I wonder <laughs> if he ever sought out the ladyboys in Thailand. <laughs> right, because I actually didn't know that was a thing until you just said that he said that. Yeah. Well, you never watched the, the second Hangover? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, you're not missing anything because it's the first movie fucking repainted. Right, but... that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, you know what? So was uh, Pitch Perfect 2. But it, I loved it all the same. So Pitch Perfect one and Pitch Perfect two were the exact same movie, and but they were funny. So I okay, excuse me. <laughs> okay, excuse me. I know I love, they were so funny. <laughs> the part where she's going across, she gets like the canoe, and she's going across the water to tell him that she loves him, and she's like, okay, "This is a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be." <laughs> She has to wait for the car to like decide to let her pass the road, and just anyway. So uh, Clarkson <laughs> continues that he doesn't believe that parents should be indulging the whims of their trans children. I wanted to seek them out and explain that they were free to live a lunatic life, and they must not, not not should not, must not. And I was going to emphasize this with spittle: be allowed to poison the mind of a child. It's what kids do. Dream impossible dreams. You don't actually take them seriously. You don't take them to a hospital when they're 10 and say, he wants to be a girl. Can you lop his todger off? Nobody does that. Nobody is cutting 10-year-old dicks off, although they are cutting babe parts of babies' dicks off. That's not, my point is, even people who are supportive of trans are not taking their kids to get drastic surgeries because they're not developed yet. Doctors don't perform that surgery on children. They just don't. And you have to be... Nobody's giving... You have to be diagnosed with gender dysphoria. I don't know if that's and, the right term for it, but gender identity disorder, whatever the heck you want to call it. Uh, you have to be diagnosed with it. You have to go through lots of therapy. You have to live your life as that, as the gender that you feel you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to go through hormone. Yeah, you definitely have to go through with the, hor- the hormone therapy before you're allowed to go through the surgery. So. Well, and the thing is that not even... All adults who are trans can do the hormones because you have to be healthy enough to do the hormones. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is that nobody's giving those children hormones because they haven't had their own yet. Not yeah. not they haven't gone through puberty yet. And you don't do it to teenagers and, because they're still in that process. Well, thank you don't fuck with that. To some of these people are, are catch it early enough in their lifetime that they're not their bodies aren't racked by the hormones that hit them. You know, because when there's a lot of people when they when they do go from uh, fe- uh, male to female, they have to go get the Adam's apple shave. They have to do all this other stuff. They have to get all the electrolysis to get rid of the hairs and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a painful process for anybody to say willy nilly. I want to be the other gender that that does not fucking happen. It's not that simple. And you know what? Let's give let's give some kids the benefit of the doubt let's say a little boy is just playing with ideas and he feels like dressing like a little girl for a week and it, it is just a phase let's say it just is what's the problem why can't i wear a ball dress everywhere fuck you people telling me i can't what? do that because dude they're awful to wear everywhere yeah you yeah. yeah especially if it comes As with a the corset no but my point is like what, what if what if he does what if it is just a phase so big fucking deal. Did we lose Kyle or did he step away? He stepped away. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's just my whole thing. It's like, he's like, you don't entertain children's ridiculous fantasies. Uh, actually you kind of do. It's called allowing them to pretend and, and play. It's called being a parent. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you allow them to explore these ideas 
to a point where they're not harming themselves. And so, a boy dressing as a girl or a little girl pretending to be a boy is not a harmful thing. So hearing him say shit like this, I just imagine how wonderful it was for him to be your dad. You know, how everybody thinks that, like, and I've ran through this. I don't know if you have, Felicia. But there was, like, when people would come over and visit my old man, and they're like, oh, your dad's a cool guy. Your dad's a cool guy. I'm like, you're not his kid. <laughs> Actually, people always were like, your dad's kind of weirdly friendly. Mm-hmm. Like, they were put up. My boyfriends were always like, is your dad going to hate me? I'm like, no, he's going to be really nice to you. And he, he is. That works even better than the people that are like, I got a shotgun and you're going to go. Yeah, these guys daughter. were like, yeah. And my dad was like, hey, if you're going to have sex, be careful. And like, the, the boyfriends were just like, I don't, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He gave me condoms. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, I'm going to do a little bit of public announcement, public service announcement here. Uh, if you go to mormon.org and you want to troll the missionaries in the chat room windows that they have there, like I read an article earlier this week that somebody was trying to do such a thing, they see every keystroke you press. So if you're typing something out and you think twice about it and delete it, no, they see it on their screen. They see that that's what you wrote. So if you're going to troll... Think about what you're going to write before you actually put it on there because they see everything that you're going to say. Just a little public service announcement. I, I thought it was just really fucking creepy. That's manipulative as Be- fuck. Because even if you don't hit enter, they see it. So Yeah, that's manipulative. Yeah. What they're doing is they're saying, oh, I found a piece of doubt. And for me, that wouldn't work because I'd be like, yeah, I just found a better way to say exactly well, what Well, and not only that, it also might think make them think, oh, my God, they can read my mind. <laughs> oh that's true that's true super fucking creepy good job mormons that's right sorry i didn't think of that because i don't believe that's a possibility yeah. i mean yeah you, <laughs> like, you did the uh you did the tarot reading didn't you the tarot card reading I, for yes a while? yes yeah. i did actually i've started telling people that i'm psychic on my cheese island <laughs> because um they'll i'll be like i i can predict what kind of cheese they're gonna like but that's mostly because i just know how to ask the right questions but it they're like, wow, you're really good. And I'm like, but it's, it's, uh, I, it's funny because it's, it's the same thing basically as cold reading. Like it makes it seem yeah. like I'm doing something almost mystical, like predicting what they would like. But really I'm just, I, I ask a f- couple probing questions and I'm like, I know what, I know what you need. Like, <laughs> and, and for them, they would, they can't see how I got there because they don't have the experience I have, nope. but yeah. Yeah, I did the cold reading thing. I've done the mind reading thing. I've done the talking to the dead thing. I've only done the talking to the dead thing. When I've given the disclaimer, this is, is a party yeah. trick. Yeah, this, is, I, this is all bullshit. I'm making this up. <laughs> and then they go, Whoa. they still do. They're like, that's so creepy. I'm like, no, it's not. I can't remember who I heard uh, say the uh, analogy of it, but they're like, you know, there's an unwritten like contract between magician and audience where people are like, I realize that everything that you're doing is a trick and it's complete bullshit. But I still go, wow, when the trick is completed, because, you know, how did you do that? You know, but it, there's a lot of people that still think there's no way you did that. It's got to be magic. And then the skeptical people are like, I'm really fucking impressed by that. <laughs> how did you do That's- that? <laughs> See, I love, I love magic tricks. I love them because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. How'd you do that? And like, I get, I get excited because I don't understand something and something neat that I, that I didn't expect happened. How did you make my brain malfunction? <laughs> yeah. Cause my brain is, yeah, 
my brain does certain things. It's wired a certain way, and you fucked with it. That's so cool. I love it. And then, I, then I meet a terrible street musician, uh, magician, musician. <laughs> uh, magician, and he got mad because he couldn't fool any of us. And we're like, dude, you didn't fool us. He's like, you guys are mean. <laughs> like, no, practice your that shit happens. more, bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I can see you flashing your card, then it's not a trick anymore. Uh, let's see. But, we have the militants in Oregon. There was a magic trick done there where somebody magically lost their life by putting their hand in their pants instead of having their hands out when the cops arrest you. Is that what happened? Because the last I heard was there were shots fired and oh, somebody... You didn't, you didn't see the video I put on the Facebook group. The the FBI no. released a drone or either drone or helicopter footage of the arrest. The, the, oh. full, the full unedited. And so... It's about like, wow, they are really unafraid of being <laughs> of any charges. If they yeah. release the full unedited, they're like, no, we were completely justified. And so like, <laughs> the, there's all these militant people coming out and saying, or sorry, militia people coming out and saying that uh, uh, he was he was executed. He was summarily, summarily executed there right there. They put yeah. the gun to his head and shot him. No, that's not what happened. Look, no, let, let me tell you how I know that's not what happened. Um because they didn't go in with guns blazing to the place. Yeah, so, no, no that's not what happened. So, they don't need to make a martyr of any of you fuckers. So like, you watch the, the empirical evidence, this video, which you're already getting people JFKing this shit, uh, but the video shows them driving down the fucking highway, which if you're in the middle of a siege, why the fuck are you leaving the compound? I know that they've been doing this a lot, but it's just like, why does the FBI and everybody else allow them to leave the property if they're if they're right? occupying I, I, I it? I don't understand. That, that does not make sense to me. So they were why, on, they were on the way they... somewhere. They were on the way to like a town hall meeting or something, or try to rally support or some shit like that. And the cops set up a the cops came up and they they pulled them over, and they stopped there for a minute, and then they decided to run for it. And when they ran for it, they had a roadblock ahead of them, and instead of you know, stopping for the roadblock like you should, the guy tried to go through them, like, on the side of the road, didn't realize there was, like, a whole, like, three feet of snow. The guy high-centered nearly hit a cop as they went into it. And then uh, he comes running out of the car immediately. Not, you know, sitting in the car waiting for the cops to come and arrest you or anything. Never run out of the car. He hops out of the car, and he has his hands up at first. And then you see his hands drop to his waistband. Like, some people said, well, he got shot. I'm like, no, they don't usually shoot people with their hands up, especially when they're white. Yeah. And so he he reached for something. The next thing you know, bam, dead on the ground. As, well, this was the same guy who had said that he was willing to give his life for this. Yeah, he said he, so he would rather I feel like, die than go to jail. Right. So, so this is this, so. So oh, you can understand why the cops might have been a little bit wary with these armed gunmen. Now, I see it as actually, like yeah, him, but. But it made him a martyr. Here's the, here's the thing is that um, in a lot of other instances, especially with young black men, uh, the, you know, people give cops the excuse of, oh, they're scared for their life, stuff like that, where in reality, they shouldn't have been scared for their life. You know, um, a, a kid running away is not is not a threat to your life. Somebody ignoring you because they have headphones and is not a threat. It is not a reasonable reason to be afraid. Yeah. A kid sitting not a brandishing park. a toy gun in a park is not reason to be wary. Or the a guy, the guy buying the BB gun in, in Walmart, you know, walking yeah. down the aisle, coming around the corner, and you just fucking shooting him. Yeah, that's not something yeah, that's you should not, be in fear of your life about. 
No, but a, a man who is known by the FBI and known by the local cops to have said that he would rather die than go to jail and that these people are willing to fight for it. And they took over a place armed. Yeah, that's one where the cops should probably be wary. <laughs> and the thing that's really bothering me is that now it's starting to spread. We had six ranchers today in southern Utah say that they're going to not uh, pay for their their BLM fees. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And what's going to happen? You guys. We're just going to pussyfoot around it again like we should instead of, you know, the tyrannical government that they think they're living under. You know, if they want to see tyranny, we should show them tyranny, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Show them tyranny. Let private owners buy that land and charge whatever the fuck they want. Jesus Christ. I, I hate these people. But the yeah, you know what? Fuck you and your federal. Yeah, you want privatized? You know what the privatized does? They charge you a fuck ton of money for that shit. And there's pre plenty of land that is grazing that is privatized that you have to pay for. Yeah. And the BLM is doing it at a fraction of the cost. They're doing it at, and, at yeah. a loss. At a loss. We yeah. us us taxpayers are subsidizing this shit. And I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with us subsidizing like ranchers, meat. grazing. Yeah, yeah, and, and we need to feed people. And there's a lot of good reasons to do it. And has the BLM been shitty to ranchers? Have they intimidated and tried? Yeah, they have. Some, there, some, but not all. There's been some instances of the BLM being shitty. This is why we have a government where all this information is public so that we can go through the legal system and say, that's fucked up because there have been lawsuits against the BLM that have won. But what what, you what don't really what really really fucking bothers me is that you have the Mormon Church who anytime there's a parcel of land that's open they buy the fuck out of it, especially when it comes to places in Missouri, Nauvoo, and especially here in Utah, they've got a they lot of land bought up, and so if they if we get the BLM to release all of the federal lands into into the state coffers to say okay we're gonna sell it. There's going to be sweetheart backdoor deals where the LDS church owns a good 60% of the fucking state of Utah. Yeah, that's freedom right there, motherfuckers. So, yeah, go create Zion again. Fucking idiots. God damn it. These, okay, these guys don't actually want to live in Mormon utopia. And, and let me tell you why. Because these guys do drink alcohol. The Mormons do have premarital sex. The vast majority of them, in fact. Oh, yeah. He just yeah, asked for forgiveness because, later. Because <laughs> they're people. Because they're human beings and sex is awesome. Yep. And so th these people don't actually want to live in Mormon utopia. The church has got them believing that this that would be best for everyone and that if they, and that if, you know, if the sins were removed and if the Mormon church ran everything, they'd be happier. That's not true. Well, because you're from, already breaking the fucking rules. Aside from, you know, the, cor the, the current corporate Mormon world that we live in right now, where they would want to rule this place with their word of wisdom and, you know, no coffee, no alcoholic beverages and stuff like that. I would much rather live in frontier Utah than <laughs> which was owned by the church. <laughs> because, yeah. Prostitution was legal. Yeah. Opium all over the fucking place. You know, you mm -hmm. had drinks left and right. You had, it was a law, lot of lawlessness, lawlessness. Sorry. I didn't get that out there. Um, but for some reason they've, they've put on this straight edge, you know, fake ass way of living that no human can sanely do. <laughs>
No, but that's because they can guilt you and get more money out of you for making you feel bad for being human. Well, you know, we we expect our, the 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 tithing, but we also expect your fast fast paying or whatever the fuck they call it. The, your fast. That's right. There's also fast offering, and then there's also and, and you're also and then pe- they tell people to go hungry. To, you know, we know that you haven't eaten in a while, so that makes you more susceptible to emotional, you know, harm. So. <laughs> emotional manipulation. That's what it is. That's why they want people to fast when they're when they're like going. They're like, they're somebody's struggling with something. They're like, well, tell them to fast for a day. Yep. Now. Fasting for a day is actually not. It's not that bad. And actually, no, it's and actually physically, it can be healthy for you to yeah. to skip a day of eating. Um, I, I I am on the fasting diet where I don't do it well. Like <laughs> I, I'll fast, but I'm bad at it. <laughs> like and uh, they've that's actually one of the healthiest ways they found to eat is just just basically eat only when you're hungry. And if you're not hungry and it's once a day, then that's fine. Um, it's called intuitive eating, but that's another thing. But uh, so there are some health benefits to fasting for a day. But what they're really doing is putting you in a place of emotional manipulation where you're hungry and you're tired and you feel like shit. Then they can come at you with the holy fucking spirit. And now you're going to fucking feel it, especially Don't the you feel next better? time you stick food in that gullet. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so because I don't we're know talking about, about you, but it's a spiritual experience once you eat after you've been hungry, <laughs> like yeah. hungry. Since we're talking about the LDS church and emotional manipulation and everything. Uh, we have an article that came out uh, Thursday about the the unverified report about suicide deaths among Mormon LGBT youth. And the church, of course, has their mouthpiece coming out and saying, we mourn with their families and friends when they feel like they, when life no longer offers hope. Let's see. Wendy Montgomery, a co-founder of the Mama Dragons, a group of Mormon mothers with gay children, reported last week that she had been told that 32 young LGBT Mormons have died by suicide since November. 32 in like a, let's see, early November, early December, early January. So a little over a two-month period. So... The individual families who told Montgomery about their losses requested privacy, and the Deseret News has not been able to verify this number because, you know, they're fucking working hard at it. It'd be like, oh, this is bad PR. We can't have this. Of course, they're working hard on it. Yeah. <clears throat> but I I'm just sure find they it, are. I just find it fascinating that, you know, the church comes out with a policy. You know, I know it was a revelation <laughs> at first, but now it's a policy that you know you can't be Wait, gay did they, and remember. Did they did they switch it back to a policy? I'm not sure which Cuz it started it started as a policy and then they came out and said it was actually a revelation. I think they silently slipped it back to what it really was, you know. Oh. Which, you know, when they say it's nice when they, they say did that silently. When they said about revelations and you know I had a had a talking with God. God is the is the board of the LDS church. That's what it is. Hmm. Let's see. We've talked to our PR directors. We think it might be a good position for the church to take if we were to do this. We've done yep. market research and saturation with it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's your God is that dollar sign, bitches. So. Yeah. Well, you know why they made the revelation. They had the revelation about gays. Mm-hmm. It's just to manipulate. It's not only to manipulate 
gay people into staying in the closet and to not getting a divorce and to pretending to be Mormon because that helps the Mormon church. Not only is it that, because it is, it's also because then people can go to the state and say, see, I should have my kid because they're Mormon and they're my, they're my ex-wife who's now gay can't, they can't be participate in the church fully if they live with their gay mother. That is really the kicker there. See, and that's something that's been, yeah, that, that's, that I've, I've kicked around in my mind for a long time. I mean, I'm not the gay thing or anything, mm-hmm. but the, uh, if I were to, if I were to, I'm not saying it would happen if I were to separate from my wife. We split up pretty much everything here in the household equally. We do, we both, I mean, she has the, the night shift, I have the day shift. You know, we work different schedules kind of thing. If we were to break up, my atheism can be used against me in this state. Yeah, isn't that awesome? That is fucked up. <laughs> and I don't think mm-hmm. she would go to that low of a blow or anything. I mean, but during divorce, you never know what might come up. So Yeah. I don't know. My divorce. I don't think. Really I don't think easily, my kids so. should be. Uh, my kids should be with him because he doesn't believe in God. And of course, you get mm-hmm. a judge that's a fucking full blown true believing Mormon. And next thing you know, I don't have kids. That would suck. <laughs> that would fucking suck. Yeah, lawyers can help you with that. Always yeah. get a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. But that not saying that's going to happen. No, 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 no. It's all mind well, the, hypotheticals. That's the kind of shit where you're like, you're does. taking a dump and you forgot your phone. You're like, mm, 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 divorce. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. You yeah, don't want to. Yeah, yeah. It's that shit Although, you don't want to think about, but you do think about. Yeah. You know? Although you could have no, a lot of fun you. with it. You could have a lot of fun with it in court. Actually, because actually, all you'd your have to honor, I am a Satanist. Yeah. All you'd have to do is say, you can't prove I don't. Oh, I get you. Just, just do see the, what uh, they do. Just, just, do the, just, just do the whole thing in reverse. Just do the apologist thing. Just do the apologist thing. Yeah. Or, <laughs> it works. Know. I mean, it works for them, so fuck, it might work for us. I'll have to get Matt from the Godless Revolution <laughs> on here so he can talk to us about his uh, his theory that he came up with about presuppositional atheism. <laughs> it was a fantastic argument. I'm like, man, bravo. <laughs> I'm like, you need to go on book tours doing that thing. <laughs> So, Kyle, you missed all the fun news there. I uh, know I did. I'm sorry. The, I was the last, paid. The last little uh, segment that I'd want to bring up isn't anything I have a news item about <clears> in our <throat> notes or anything, but they are introducing a bill at the U, uh, the, in the Utah legislature right now <clears throat> to, look into, oh. to look into the porn problem we have in this state. What? There's not enough of it? No. That that it, it could lead to, you know, child suffering, you know. The no! kids are yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. horrible. It's a horribly it it's a shitty bill that's being put out there because <laughs> someone's you know the trying to go. People are gonna vote for well, that. Look it's, at porn. It's because like I'm pious. Mm-hmm. I'm pious. I am more well, Mormon than you are. It's a problem. It's an addiction. I actually had my human sexuality teacher tell us not to look at porn. Why? <laughs> in class, because he goes, because then you're just going to look at more and more, and you're going to download a bunch, and then you're going to get child pornography. I'm like, no, but no, okay, no. They're talking no. to a bunch of, you're talking Teacher? to a bunch of twenty somethings. I'm telling you, nobody not downloads porn anymore. <laughs> exactly. He's like, he's like, well, and he worked with, uh, he he was a therapist for people guilty of uh, child abuse and 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 hmm. stuff like that. And there was one young man who got caught with child porn on his computer, and he blamed the porn. No, and I was like, nope. no, like, no, like, like, it's no. not the porn. It's no. not the porn. <laughs> no. I don't know how I go from BBW to anal to, <laughs> to let's see, what else would you go to? Mature, gilf, 
and then you would go to child pornography. No, it does not fucking work well, that yeah, way. No, that is no, not it a progr- it it's not a progression of kink. No, you know? it's not. Well, I then mean, one time and, it's like, and where does and where does space dicks fall in there? Mm. <laughs> Dragon dicks. <laughs> we talked about that once Dragon before. Yep, Dragon yeah, uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there are some steps in there. Oh no! Sorry, well, bad, dragon. Like, bad dragon, bad dragon, bad dragon. That's right. <laughs> oh god, dragon I was door is a kettlebell. <laughs> uh, the, well, the thing, like my thing was, is like he's like, you will potentially, you will sometimes see a girl who's under eighteen, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's not illegal in every country. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was like, um, that's not really a bad thing. I've seen some hentai. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if, okay, I'm like, if she, I'm like. For the most people, oh, hold on one sec. God, ah, what the hell? What? Now it's your turn. Ah! <laughs> that was weird. On call, uh, cheese emergency. <laughs> hi, ex-husband. You actually just called me on Facebook. That's that's actually what just happened. I'm drunk. My ex-husband just called me on Facebook. Maybe he's watching. Wait, I was, I was gonna say maybe he's watching the show, but I'm like, fuck. How's he doing that? <laughs> We're not streaming. <laughs> So, okay, um, that's it. That's all we got for the news. We are going to take a break here real quick so we can come back with our... Oh, we're not going to make fun of porn anymore? No, because I can go on and Damn on it. and on about porn. Not like in real life where I, I only need like 40 seconds, you know. Because <laughs> usually I get to that point and I'm like, okay, I just need something to take me over the top. <laughs> we'll be right back. Utah okay. Hey y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm gonna learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with 16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff. And teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. Okay, so we're back for our fun with real audio segment, and um, yeah, it's going to be a painful one this week. I mean, <laughs> we're not going to drink as heavily as we did last time, but... Uh, Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't speak for you guys, but me, no, because I, I found myself slurring a bit. Slurring. And so, our first up, only because I want to get him out of the way, because we have another one of him at the very end, we have Glenn Beck. Mm. <sighs> Okay, and he's he's also going to be our our uh, our after show this week too because he's been saying some stupid shit, some really stupid shit. I mean, be beyond the pale of what he normally says. So let's go to his segment where he is going to talk about. You guys know that he came out endorsing Ted Cruz, right? Of course, he did yeah. He I thought he left the Republican Party. He did, but he endorses Ted Cruz. And just wait till you. This is, I guess that actually works. This is a short one, so I'm going to let it play all the way through, and we'll, we'll comment as soon as it's all over. Hang on. Okay. Do you believe everybody was born for a reason? Oh, sorry, he's talking. Uh, Glenn is talking to Ted's father. I can't remember his fucking name, um, Raffaello or something like that. And they're sitting in a mock-up of the Oval Office. So the, they got on the back lot of some studio to to be on this stage, and so. They're sitting in the couches that face each other where, you know, the the president does his, his working with everybody else thing. So here we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you believe in divine providence? Do you believe everybody was born for a reason? Absolutely. Absolutely. My reason was to fuck I... with these fuckers. <laughs> Learned your story. And saw the fruit of that story. 
Which means I I, I know that you fucked. <laughs> you fucked. Saw the fruit of that story. Yeah, he's talking about Taylor. Why do these guys always get like weird sexual with shit? I know. You know. I don't. Like it gets weird. Don't talk about like someone's struggle and be like, and then you fucked and made a child. Be like, no. No, I'm I'm actually a, my own person. You know, you don't have to talk about my kid like that. <laughs> yeah, like that's, but uh, that to them, pro- procreating is everything because they want the children to stay in the church and. Yeah, bleh. I, I know we said we we're gonna let them play it through, but goddamn it, bleh. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Bleh. I'll just do this thing. Now, your son. I am more and more convinced in the hand of divine providence. Oh, absolutely. You know, as I was in Cuba, on three different occasions, I thought I would be killed. And that God that I didn't know, he knew me. And he had different purpose for my life. So it is divine providence that I am here today. Bleh, bleh. (laughs) Because you didn't die. Because he didn't die. Not once, not twice, but thrice, you know. What about all the other fucking people? Yeah, there's a oh. lot of times I didn't die. Yeah. Like, I'm like the, there's like a lot every, of times I have like not Like, every died. day from now, between now and when I was born, are days I didn't die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, Thanks, Today, God. I was cutting, I was using my box cutter, and I slipped, and I hit my my torso area. Um, but I'm wearing a chef coat. Oh, okay. That's why we wear chef coats. And this is exactly why I don't understand why there would be a topless uh, coffee bar, which is a thing now. Ah, and it's nipples. not for sanitary yeah, reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Scalding water and, and nipples and yeah, go well together. Box cutters. Because again, today I slipped with my box cutter and hit my torso. But a chef coat or a good apron, which they provide you with, yeah. uh, totally mitigates that risk entirely. Yeah. I didn't slip get where my hand was because I'm not an idiot and I don't cut towards my hand. But, you know, sometimes the tape is wor- harder to cut through than you thought. Mm-hmm. But that's why you wear the right clothes. <laughs> so, fun, little, fun little blueberries here. Uh, I don't know if you know who Park is. Park is a, uh, a service that they have on a lot of um, with a lot of military contracts where you provide yeah. work for underprivileged people. Um, so like people that have downs and stuff like that, they get them jobs yeah. or the, if they're differently abled kind of people. So yeah, this, this, this one time I, I was working with a guy, he, uh, I, he got a lot of the shit work and I mean, not really like, like, Hey, Hey, uh, flathead, go do all this stuff. You know, it's nothing like that. It was just a, look, we understand you have, you can't do certain things, but what you can do and you're good at is cutting up cardboard boxes. And there was one time that he, missed cutting up a cardboard box where he hit like some like a staple or something and it caused the knife to skip across the surface of the tape and it like he was cutting towards himself and he was oh, holding yeah. the box and so it went over this artery right here like oh, in his arm oh, and mm-hmm. i i now know what a pool of blood smells like mm. like pennies yeah, it's like wet pennies. It, it is mm-hmm. the nastiest fucking smell. Yeah, it's really unpleasant. Yes, it is. Yeah, and so I don't know why I went blueberries there, but it's just I, I box don't. cutters and <laughs> shit. But, but well, but I, th- that's what being... I'd rather have myself go through than to listen to fucking Glenn Beck talk about Ted Cruz's dick being the savior for the world. You know, or wait, but no, sorry, my... it's Raffaello Cruz's splooge, his his cum stain that became a person. <laughs> 
saving half the planet because of divine providence. Are you sure it became a person? Are you sure? I'm more and more convinced that he's Rocky Dennis with a different hairstyle. He is is the concept of a politician made solid. Like, just like the concept, like the vague concept of a politician made solid. So much like how young Anakin Skywalker was the force made real into human body. Right. Okay, so he my the point GOP. with the chef coat, I want to get really quick, I want to cycle back. My point with the chef coat was that if I had cut my torso with the box cutter, I don't know how deep it would have gone, and I could have gotten a nasty infection, I could, I potentially could have died had I cut myself mm-hmm. in the torso with a box cutter. Uh, but I didn't, and it wasn't because of God, it was because I put on the goddamn chef coat. <laughs> like, this isn't magic, this isn't <laughs> Thanks, God. Thank you. Thanks, God. Thanks, God, for, I don't know. One day there was a guy who was like, you know what would be useful? It's Aprons are great and all, but if I could have more coverage, that (laughs) apparently that was God. (laughs) Apparently. Man, I I just, I don't understand. I don't understand people that think that God works in your everyday life. It's like, you know, you can't have a God that intercedes in the real world. And have free will at the same time. You know, you can't have a God that has a plan and you thinking that you have anything to do with it, that you have any (laughs) way of changing it, that your praying is going to work, you know, anything like that. There's a great video by Dark Matter. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's on YouTube. He makes uh, cartoons based on, like, the God Yahweh and his (laughs) his angel uh, Jeffrey. And the voice of reason in the cartoons is Jeffrey. He's like, um, God, uh, I don't think that's such a good idea. He's like, what the fuck do you mean, Jeffrey? <laughs> but anyway, go watch those videos. It's a great fucking time. There's one where he talks about how I can't save that kid's puppy because it'll cause the butterfly effect. And next thing you know, some kid's going to be born. That's the next Hitler. <laughs> well, couldn't you just stop the Hitler kid from being bored? No, then I'd have to stop everything that happens in the world. And then next thing you know, I'm not I'm not letting them do whatever they want to do. Oh, so there's no difference between you being there and not being there. (laughs) Shut up, Jeffrey. That is, that's a, you know, that's, that's a great one. What is the difference between God acting and God not acting? Because they're like, because people, you know, there are miracles and God acts in mysterious ways and stuff. I'm like, but what's the difference? Wait, he did it. He did it for this one thing, but he wouldn't do it for this. Why? Right. Well, because he acts in mysterious ways. Or one could say that he doesn't exist at all. <laughs> right. One could one could make your, it simple. Your mis- to... Yeah, your mysterious is is our irrational. <laughs> your mis- There are uh, there are mysteries in the world, yeah, but there are answers out there, and they won't be found by people sitting around looking serious and saying, "Isn't life mysterious?" <laughs> <laughs> so next, we have an asshole by the name of Mike Bickle. I've uh, I've never run across this guy before, so he's a new one to me. But this is, a, this is one of our first of many gay marriage ones. So here Maybe we go. he's going to be reasonable. No, he's not going to endorse gay marriage. Kyle, Kyle. Me? Come on, man. <laughs> Kyle. Come on. I love you, but no. Poor misguided Kyle. <laughs> here we go. Spirit expressly says in the last days, in the latter times, for the spirit to say something expressly, Paul's saying the spirit's emphasizing this in a special way. Here it is. The Spirit's saying, I want you to know, I'm emphasizing this, there will be a departure from the faith. So in the latter days, there will be a departure from the faith. 
Yeah, but that has I'm, happened to literally every religion that has ever existed. People stop believing one it. Of them, except for you know the people that believe in uh, the Viking thing, because mm-hmm. they they now have a church open. <laughs> I can't remember. They do, it was. but but did you know most of them don't actually believe them literally? They just like the idea. Yeah, but I worry sometimes. Like if, even if like the joke religions that we've created as atheists, like the flying Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, might be taken seriously in the future. <laughs> but that, that's still just. Oh, we can hope. Because that's not that's not exactly a bad one. No. Yeah. There's <laughs> no concept of sin. Yeah. But I've got to I've got to I've got to ask because I can't see this video. What's is that? is this guy doing the the finger pointy up thing? No, not right talks? now. Right right now he's looking okay. like a consternated um Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. So he hasn't brought out the 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 fingers. You yet. know, I really feel like. Every single one of these people needs to just have some really good sex. Like one of those <laughs> sessions, like those, those mind blowingly, like you're like, holy fuck, this is what I wanted my <laughs> whole life. Like that, they need that because I feel like if they got that experience, which ties in like the physical and the spiritual, like this quote unquote spiritual yeah. experience, and uh-huh. like it's just like it's just one of those really good ones. Yeah. Like they'd be like, oh. Uh, would, oh yeah hey. they would they would probably <laughs> mellow out but yeah they they need one of those good sessions where afterwards your phone rings and it's the romans asking you to hang around in case Jesus <laughs> comes back and just in case anybody's yeah. wondering just if i am a post- need, yeah. I, I am a postafarian i do have the, <laughs> <laughs> i do have the book <laughs> uh, but oh, like, here you go there's that's a better picture there you go there it is. <laughs> it's the inside of the fucking. Does anybody, does anybody else think the meatballs look like balls? Sorry, yeah. I'm getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm twelve. No, we, we are. <laughs> yeah, they are balls. <laughs> they are balls, Felicia. Balls. There you go. They their testicles. Well, they might as well be. I don't know. Let's ask our. That's res- some sexist ass shit. Yeah. Well, you said women have to do just ovaries. Oh wait, no, we haven't got to that yet. Shh, we didn't do this out of order at our. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Hang on. The magic of radio. Audio production. <laughs> and again, give heed to deceiving spirits, doctrine of demons. And one of the manifestations, this is 2,000 years ago, he prophesied they would forbid marriage. This is so startling, <laughs> shocking. 2,000 years ago, in latter times, there's going to be a falling away, and one of the signals of it is you will find governments forbidding marriage. You guys were doing that up until last year. Nobody has forbid marriage. No, they, they did up until June of last year. I don't want us to forbid marriage. I just kind of want us to all be done with the concept in general. Well, I'm speaking mainly in the fact that, you know, Gay marriage wasn't allowed up until right. June, and so right. he's like, "Gay marriage." He's saying marriage was was not allowed. Like, yeah, you guys were responsible for that, and you got a, he had a good track record of like two thousand years, you know. But you know, eventually, shit finally worked out, and we said, "No, that's a stupid idea." Yeah, to begin we with, came you know? back around. Humanity came back around. And went, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that and they'll say well, two thousand years. It took us two thousand years to come back to the it. But we did it. The, tent. the camel is in the tent. Like, yeah. Now what are you going to do about it? But here's the thing. 
Yeah, you, so you're, you're not going to. It's never going to go back to the way it was. It's never, never, ever going to go back to <laughs> gay marriage being illegal again. Ever. Unless we have a completely massive, uh, catastrophic event that causes us to fall into another dark ages, and then a religion can take a theocratic rule and then do these same things again. God damn it, Felicia, that's dark. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why you need to vote. Yeah. <laughs> buy your tickets for the arc right now oh fuck they're selling pre-sale tickets for that shitty theme park Ugh, I saw it on Facebook this week ouch that's stupid what, finish this one <sighs> finish this, this one finish, finish this one historically we'll accurate, accurate park, park. <laughs> with space age technology yeah god damn it hey finish this one beloved we are on the cuspus of that happening just said cuspus. The cuspus? cuspus. cuspus. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a word, sir. Well, no, that's 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 when there's more than one cusp. Cusp by? That's the that's the plural of cusp. Or you, you have know, wait, no, there's no, no, one no, no, cusp. No, 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 no. no. And, cusp and two cuspus. It is. No, it's cusps. Cusps would be the. Yep. I don't know about cusps. that because I'm pretty sure he just said cuspus. 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 Isn't that a tooth? We is on the cuspus. <laughs> of... Just just one tooth. We're on the one tooth of this. Not the bi cuspus, just the one. <laughs> okay, go on, it's alright. That's fine. Wait for you to stop laughing, the audio won't come through. <laughs> okay. Right now. This is alerting anybody paying attention that we're in a time frame where things are escalating according to these lines. This is a unique signal of the end times and the forbidding of marriage is an escalator of the darkness of the end times as well. <laughs> okay, so really quick. We laugh at, we hear him and we're like laughing. We're like, dude, this is the most ridiculous thing we've ever the sad thing is there are people who are genuinely afraid. Like he's scaring the shit out of some people and they're like, oh my God, I have I'm, to stop masturbating. Oh my God, I have to stop thinking bad thoughts. I'm just concerned that doesn't there's... Exist. I'm going to hell! For I'm me? just concerned I'm that sorry. there's somebody, there's got to be somebody, there's got to be more than one somebody's out there that are that listened to that and went, yeah, that makes sense. I, I just love that the, these guys always use the end times. These are the end times. This is the signal of the end times. End times. And how many fucking times have they been wrong? Well, I would say I would say all of them. <laughs> all of them. You know, all of the end times. Yeah, you were wrong about that. It might have been the end of you, but it wasn't the end of like every. We all know that humanity will probably kill itself before. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, Stephen Moffat wants us to think that, you know, humanity is going to last beyond Earth. You know? <laughs> I think well, we're, the, the we're, good part of humanity, we're, we're all going to leave Earth. We're too fucking stupid to go out into the cosmos. And all we really have to do is once we build our big spaceship is say, no, look, no, you guys have to stay here in case Jesus comes back. Because <laughs> this is where he's coming. All the smart uh, We're going out there. <laughs> But anyway, Jesus is going to come back, you guys, any day he's now. Gonna, he's going to come back any day now, but he's coming here, so we're leaving, but, so you can have it all to yourself. Don't worry. Don't worry. Every, the eternal, the, the, the thousand years of suffering will happen to us wherever we are. Yeah. <laughs> and don't worry about the sun getting bigger. 
Because that's totally not a, really a thing. No, you don't have to worry I about that. I just think, like, people who are truly suffering, like, people who have no access to medical care or just food or water, like, how do you think they feel when they hear this and they're like, a thousand years of suffering, I'm already in it, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm already a tenth way through that one, so, okay, never mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when these guys say end times, that, to me, just flips the switch and it says everything I don't like about right now. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That's what they mean. Yeah. Even though we're li- and we've, there will we've be hammered it so many goddamn times like, yeah, we're living in a better time than mm-hmm. ever. I, mm-hmm. I think of my 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 birth decade. I was born in the 80s. I thought the Nintendo was pretty fucking cool. But you look at a lot of the other shit we had in the 80s compared to what we have now. Could you imagine how much of a wizard everybody thought you were? If you came back in time with the fucking iPhone that actually had workable internet. Oh, God. Yeah. Especially if you had a 3G connection. Yeah. I mean, if you had a way of having it actually work in <laughs> front of the future into the past, you know. Talk, just the doctor could do it. Doctor I'm just stuff. saying. Well, yeah. yeah. He... But, I mean, if you had something like that, just imagine the amount of, one, you'd make yourself <laughs> wealthy beyond any fucking shadow of a doubt, you know. <laughs> But I mean, you look at stuff from like uh, when let's let's use a topical one. We had um, Back to the Future too, where they went to the mm-hmm. future, but actually Back to the Future, mm-hmm. um, and the the shit that they thought we'd have right now. Some <laughs> of it came to be true. Yeah. Most of it not. I mean. Most of it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot better. A lot better. Oh, yeah. It's better. Like they're like hoverboards. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that's actually a terrible idea. Yeah, because how do you steer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, actually propel yourself. Yeah, not like there's no good way and to have. Thank goodness we don't have. Yeah. We don't have to worry about fax machines like they thought we would have to. You know? <laughs> fax machines. and and self tying <laughs> shoes is not. You know what? Tying my shoes is really not the most inconvenient part of my day. I wear now we have in my self, shoes. Self driving yeah, cars exist. Yeah, and they're better at it than people. Like a lot better. And not TVs, just like in Demolition Man, TVs aren't in portrait mode. (laughs) Now they're in landscape mode, which is really great. (laughs) Oh, man. Back to the Future could not imagine this that is happening right here, right now. We are talking to each other, to each other's faces. Oh, you you had that because it was like, McFry! Mm -hmm. (laughs) McFry! You are fired! That's right. That's right. But not to this extent where it's just like people uh, just babble into microphones yeah. now. Yeah. Who who would have thought podcasting would have been a viable media source in the future? It's my preferred. I yeah. I listen to a lot more podcasts than regular radio. I hate to say. I, I listen to one show locally, but and that's about it. And not I even all the time anymore because I don't. I don't spend that much time. In, I mean, I spend a lot of time in the car, but not listening to something I think my kids could hear. <laughs> Sometimes I do. I don't give a shit some days. Uh, let's see. So we're going to move on to the next one. Let me write this down okay. real quick. Uh, is uh, a guy called Dobbin Meyer and LaBarbera. I, it's two guys, actually. And it's more anti-gay stuff. So let's just get mm. it started. Uh, apparently, this guy refers to the other guy as Coach a lot. So you're going to hear this. Hang on. Coach, you're absolutely right. We can't talk about it because it's not. it's so uncomfortable. Yep. But I'll tell you what. Thanks to these so-called gay marriage decisions, Coach, they are going to be talking about homosexual behavior to our young children. Yes, they are. And what's, what's wrong with that? I mean, 
I, no, because I, boys have to be boys and girls have to be girls and boys have to put it in girls. But boys like <laughs> anal too, doing it to girls. I mean, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Like, right? But that if but if you put it in a boy like you do a girl, that makes him like a girl, and no no boy should be like a girl like a girl. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. But lesbians are okay. We're cool with them. Yeah, we're cool with lesbians. Yeah, as long as they don't get any, like, equal treatment. Or if they look like Well, boys, you, know, you know, we can't have that. We can't have those androgynous-looking ladies, you know. Yeah. yeah, like, they can't pretend that they're men. Yeah. <laughs> and lesbians are kind of a problem, because what if they don't need men? <gasps> the hell you say? So, so we have we take we already take umbrage with the fact that what's wrong with your kids learning about gay lifestyles? What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Why? Because they got They've got to teach safer sex. And if little Johnny can grow up to marry a, a man someday, well, you better teach safer gay sex because someday little Johnny might need to practice it. Right, Coach? That's I mean, where we are. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Wait. Wait. Yeah. What? Wait. What? These guys are. Are mad about this? They're yes. mad. Okay. Well, first, first, clearly, clearly, they they don't understand the concept of of safe sex, uh, because it's exactly the same principle. Do they not? Want, yeah, yeah, do they not understand sure. what an STI is or pregnancy? I mean, you're not going to have butt babies or anything, but STI uh, still exists. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's exactly no, the but same. if you the if everyone was perfectly abstinent and was really monogamous which is diametrically opposed to our behavior, our evolutionary behavior, because even, and and I'm not talking against, I'm not advocating for open relationships, which I also am not saying against that. I'm saying true monogamy is one partner your whole fucking life, which Mm -hmm. almost nobody does. (laughs) And and the people, well, the people who start out that way thinking this is a good idea. uh, I don't, know of any. I haven't met one. I haven't met one person no, I haven't met one partner any. their whole life. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let him Not one. Let's let him get to the the meat here. Hang on. Our brother, that's where we are. We are my and, buddy, my buddy. Our Go people ahead. gotta understand when you're talking equality, well then everything's equal. You've got to teach all aspects. And now we're seeing courses where they're saying they're they're acting like well here I know this is a family show coach, but they're saying they're they're telling kids there are various ways to have sex. You can have uh, real, you know, normal vaginal sex, anal sex, and they call, talk about oral anal sex. Well, coach, I looked at that and I said, wait a minute, oral anal? That's homosexuality. That's homosexual perversion. <laughs> this guy needs a blowjob so bad. His poor wife. Oh, that poor, poor woman. Oh. Are you kidding me? Eat the poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> Oral anal. Okay, yes, at least you're going mouth as long as you're going mouth to ass. Yeah, you're going good, mouth, to ass, mouth, fine, to fine. But, mouth <laughs> to ass is fine. I mean fine. I mean, even guess technically ass to mouth is not the worst thing in the world. It's a little gross, Just but it's go, not gonna don't go ass to the don't, Yeah, don't, don't yeah, Just no. Do that, that. That's, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> if that's if that if these people are equal, then we go everything's equal. You know, you got people doing vaginal, anal, and then oral, it's like yeah, it's I, called yeah. sex, you dumb shit. Yeah. All of those. It is clearly <laughs> a thing that you don't understand. Man, he's got to have one seriously unsatisfied wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Cause I can't go down on you because Jesus. 
Yeah. Uh, I was sleeping with a guy for a little while that refused to go down. There's a reason I'm not sleeping with him. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to bring up one two-word phrase for this guy. Truffle butter. Okay, men moving on. Step to children in the under the rubric of sex ed as a possibility for everybody. How about this, Pete? Uh, you, you know they uh, don't don't smoke, don't use drugs, and all that stuff they teach us in school, and don't bully. Yet the most destructive behavior of them all is promoted in schools, folks. I just like to ask you this question: Any parent out there, who or the two parents that are listening, or anybody may watch this afterwards. If your son came to you and said, "Hey, Dad, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to talk to you tonight. I, I need to talk with you and Mom about something really, really important." I'm gonna do this with my atheism one of these days. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for that two hours while you're waiting for that meeting to come, Pete, how many parents would be saying, "Oh, Lord, please let it be drugs. Lord, please, Lord, let it be alcoholism. Oh, Lord, please let it be that he got some girl pregnant." Oh, how many parents say, oh, Lord, please don't let it be homosexuality. That's the truth of it, isn't it, Pete? No! Oh. No. And I'm stopping him there because. No. You would rather your no. kid be drug addicted, addicted to alcohol, or a parent than them being gay. No. 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm, that's the exact opposite. No. Exactly like, opposite. No. Kyle, if you're if I if I had boys and right, one of them yeah. came to me and said I'm gay, been like, great. Oh, Pregnancy thank God. is off the table. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't have to be a grandpa at 29. Or, you know, I'm not 29. Oh, thank God you finally found out. Oh, great. We've known for a while. <laughs> yeah. If if I had kids, I'd be like, okay. okay so what? <laughs> and what is this? This isn't a topic. What are you talking about? You do realize okay. what year we live in and who I am, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it was like with my mom, because I told her Blonde Barista might be there. And we got there and Blonde Barista was female. I had just forgotten to mention that. Like, it hadn't occurred to me, because I'd been thinking of her as a female. It wasn't like I was hiding it. And she goes, oh, Blonde Barista is a girl? I'm like, oh, yeah. And she goes, you like girls? I'm like, so? yeah. <laughs> and she goes, okay. that was as far as our conversation went like i was like oh yeah oh yeah like (laughs) that would be me like if my kid brought home like if i had a a son and he brought home a boy or if i had a daughter and she brought home a girl i'd be like oh nice to meet you (laughs) like use a condom (laughs) hello fellow person (laughs) (laughs) hey ladies be very careful okay be very careful because you can sexually transmit orally still, ladies. <laughs> Daughter I've, of mine I've, and girlfriend. I've, I've jokingly thought that one of mine is going to eventually, only only because not not <laughs> not for behavior or anything like that because you can't judge by behavior because my parents thought I was gay for the longest time and <laughs> I've got three kids. I mean that doesn't mean that I'm not slightly. I mean I think everybody's. <laughs> it's we, a scale. We've gone into the grayscale here before. Yes, before, you know <laughs> that we and we will be talking about binary here in a minute. But you know, my little brother actually just said, "Well, we're all a little gay. We're all Last a little gay. Well, yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody. He's like, well, bit. you know. I'm like, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I, I guess, I, I guess, saw, I guess. It's, and it's, I'm going to steal yeah. a comedian's joke here. If I saw Christian Bale in an airport, I'd be like, "Yo, can I suck your dick just for the story?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to, but 
But it's man, like a, a hell of a story. story. <laughs> <laughs> this one time when I was sucking Christian Bale's dick. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Now I, I need that. to. Now I need to hear this. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's so, a great way so, to like yeah. dominate any conversation. <laughs> yes, but on that other on the other subject that we're talking about, he's like they say don't use drugs in school. I have a bit of a problem with that. I, like, think, yeah. I think teaching somebody careful usage over you know no usage is a lot mm-hmm. better of a statement to make because mm-hmm. you did you do you remember any of the shit they taught you in dare oh yeah it was just straight up no yeah. it was it was propaganda at the it at, was is the it worst was. caliber <laughs> i remember i remember when i found out it was all bullshit you yeah know? i remember being like mm-hmm. none of it was <laughs> not Wait, a thing. yeah according to this this says i should be addicted now Mm. Huh. Mm. I'm not addicted. Nope. I can stop anytime that I want. <laughs> well, From alcohol is different. Me, Fuck a... you people. <laughs> From what they told me that after one drink, I was supposed to be killing people or something. Yeah. Yeah. I... The marijuanas <laughs> will ruin your life. I think they, yeah. there should be a a high school class or a college level class where it's like, look, I'm going to teach you how to drink. <laughs> my, <laughs> one of my never my... work, but, you know... You want people to tell people, like, look, two or three ounces every hour, you know. There my are some college... things that are just better taught in the home. Yeah. <laughs> my, my college psychology textbook uh, had a section on drugs and their effects and their dangers. And um, the, 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 the ecstasy, it was like, it's really only dangerous if you don't drink water or eat food. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it got to marijuana. It was like, uh, as of now, all the scientific (laughs) evidence is that it's not uh, addictive to the point that has been reported. It is not toxic. They said it's not like it is Mm -mm. there. There is a toxicity level. Yeah. But water is more risky. Literally, water can be more toxic. I'm going to come down with chronic pain here pretty fucking quick if uh, Utah gets medicinal marijuana. (laughs) literal oh, wait, actually, I, clean water can be more mm-hmm. toxic it's mm-hmm. easier to overdose on water than it is to overdose on yeah. marijuana they're like uh nowadays the biggest risk with using marijuana is that it's illegal that's what the textbook said well there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's that and the possibility of tripping tripping you can like, oh, you shit. can get, you literal, can get literal seriously tripping, literal, you can get literal. little tripping yes you can get seriously injured trying to traverse stairs uh if you're significantly high this one time i got way too That's... high and i and i started laughing at something and so i i sat down laughing because <laughs> i could no longer stand and then i was no longer able to stand up <laughs> <laughs> this one time i, I coughed not... so i coughed so hard i fell over <laughs> that sucked. I had a bruise for a week. <laughs> okay, we're going to move into our next one here. As much fun as I'm having with Not this. even once. Uh, we have David Barton. David Barton, who has some horrible shit to say about what America can or can't do. You can't tell America what we can't do. Oh, wonderful. This will be So great. I don't need the Bible to tell me homosexuals the laws of nature tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with, with the right to, to own property. Every animal is going to defend what it perceives to be its own home. If that's its barn, if that's its pasture, if it's whatever. See, these no, are... no, not every animal, actually. Did you know no, not all no. animals are territorial? Yeah. No. You know how many animals just will go, uh, all right, fuck this. I'm getting a new home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want it? That's the reason. I can dig another hole. That's cool. There's a reason you have to have fences on property, you know, (laughs) for cows and horses and everything. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, oh, I'm going to wander over there. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, not every animal cares about Mm -hmm. territory. Nope. Uh, No. Cats do. Cats do. But, yeah. Because they're Uh, weird as shit anyway. But even yeah. but even but even then the territory they care about is, is transitory. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I care about this space around me. Well, if that, they they really only care if they can see the invading party. Their territory is look. I can see that. That shit's mine. Mike, my, my kid's uh, grandma gave one of my daughters a book on like cat psychology or something like that and it's, it's actually they've actually gone into it pretty in depth where it's like cats have territories that they enjoy but you know if a certain cat comes through there there are transitory areas where cats are allowed mm-hmm. to come through and yes you know it's it, it, yeah, it, there's they, they a do. giant have, like, social structure without outside, outside mm-hmm. cats it's, yeah it, they it was do. fascinating like, to read this i'm like get the fuck out of here i thought cats were just fucking wonky and nuts you know? <laughs> no, no no they are but very they're they're, they nuts, but they have territorial boundaries they, have rules. <laughs> they are they are crafty <laughs> they are crafty fuzzy little assholes yeah sociopaths if you ask me. <laughs> but <laughs> okay let's get back to the assholes the, here. Oh, okay, okay. Rule, laws of nature or something yeah. sure let's, let's get back to the guy who doesn't understand the laws of nature that's real what... quick i want to point out laws of nature penguins Moving on. All law. There are absolute rights and wrongs. Nope. 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 Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. There are not absolute rights and wrongs. No. 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 It's relative. It's Uh (laughs) it's subjective. There is no Mm -hmm. sub. The only way that you can have an objective morality is under a, and it's only because there might be a, as in it comes to harm. And that's yeah. only if it's a majority but, 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 of people but believe caring so, about you know? harm, but caring about harm is still subjective. Yeah. Yeah. So Maybe. like if we like if it's a subjective thing for our species as a whole to care about harm, which when we look at it, evidence shows that when we mm-hmm. care about harm, it's mm-hmm. better for the species. But mm-hmm. that's just our species. Yeah. Well, the, 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 what, what kills me, the objective there are things that are objectively wrong, objectively right. The whole objective morality thing. If that existed, nobody would do the wrong thing. Yeah, because we do. Well, if, that, if, there, if that existed, if was, you could prove it. Yeah, y- you could prove it. But if something were objectively wrong, no one would do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's just it. The fact that people do wrong things. Well, you know, God gave us agency. You know. <laughs> Which makes it subject. Oh. Yep, exactly. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Then the fifth thing that we see in the Declaration says governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. This is where we get the will of the majority. So what you get, here's a quote by George Washington. George Washington said, the fundamental principle of our Constitution enjoins or requires that the will of the majority shall prevail. In other words, majority rules. Um, you got Thomas Jefferson. No, 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 he was, he was. Obviously, this guy's never been a minority. Wait, context, motherfucker, context. Straight white guy, 
So obviously he's never had to deal with being a minority in any sense or case. No. And he was talking about like fucking elections and voting. You in, the, in context, he was talking about like the laws that, and the governance and yeah, yeah, yeah not, it just but but not about but a bully party, you know. <laughs> political party. Washington's a federalist, Jefferson's anti-federalist. And here's Jefferson, he says the law of the majority is a natural law of every society. So they both agree. No, it's not. That's Cherry not, picking. No, that's Cherry not, picking. That is not even close yeah. to true. That's... Cherry picking, you dickhole. And Thomas Jefferson was <laughs> not a fucking theist, you dickhole. No. <laughs> <sighs> that's what we still say today, but notice that's the fifth thing. Majority rules only after you've established inalienable rights and fixed moral rights mm. and wrongs. So there's a higher. Well, of well no, not necessarily. I mean, uh, yes, the constitutional rights trump majority rules. That yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah, and that's, that's a good thing. That's, that's a good why thing. they why uh, they put that thing there. Yeah. yeah, right. But then the the morality. No, they didn't. They didn't have Tinder to distract themselves from, you know, actually writing these documents back then. You know, <laughs> when they were overthrowing a fucking monarchy that lasted, oh, I don't know, a long fucking time. Yeah, no, that's... They, they had to think about this. This is all they had to think about. You know, this, <laughs> these are people confusing laws with morality. Laws are about uh, society functioning. It has nothing to do with morality. Has this guy never yeah. watched 1776? Do they not know how this shit fucking game? No, no, yeah. no, no. I don't think he would know no, no, if he... it hit him in the face. Salt Peter. Revisionist. You know. Revisionist. But it's, it's dominionist, though, because they're thinking <laughs> that God is the reason they did all this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, I hate these fucking Christians that think that the founding fathers were Christians. No, Half most of them, of them weren't. They were yeah. deists, uh, most of them, and that is just a gussied up term for atheist back then. <laughs> because <laughs> because yeah, there was really like no such thing as an atheist, because <laughs> it was sort of a okay. Well, there was the prevalent belief that a that the, a creator existed, um, yeah. but didn't do shit. But we're also talking about yeah. a time in the world where germ theory wasn't quite a thing, and you know, yeah. <laughs> they knew they they knew like jack shit about the natural world. And when they thought potatoes yeah. were poisonous, you know. <laughs> yeah. oh, and Thomas Jefferson wrote a letter to uh, an Islamic nation saying, "Oh no 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 no, we're not a Christian nation. We have yeah, a, really? we have a well, well, we, yeah, well, we have was, the established the cause that was, effect. I was sorry, that was Adams. Yeah. Effectively making a wall between church and state. Yes, yes. He said, you're, fucking, like, Jefferson he's like, no, 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 you guys are fine. You guys are fine. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he took the magic out. Literally, he took that's the magic he out of the Bible. He tried to fix it. He went, this shit's fucked up. I'm going to fix it. He wrote his own Bible. <laughs> he did. Which, by the way, is an interesting fucking thing to read. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Everybody should go seek that <laughs> one out. Because, you know, if you're going to read a Bible, read one that has the woo taken out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Or something. God, this guy's an idiot. You can have a majority vote, but you can't have a majority vote on whether we're going to have liberty or whether you have a right to defend yourself. Right, which is why you didn't get to decide on gay marriage. Yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. Rights that come from God. You also can't vote on whether abortion is right or wrong or whether homosexuality is right or wrong. That's a fixed moral law. By the way, that's... What? Yeah. No, it's not. Sure, absolutely. It's fixed. It's right. There you go. Yeah. Okay, you fine. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, fine. 
You, there you go. It's fixed. We fixed it. Both are fine. You, you can't have a... <laughs> I don't know. I... I, I, I <laughs> I tend to more believe the, the, the courts of our people that are currently living on this planet instead of, you know, the one of a guy that doesn't actually exist, you know. And if there is judgment in the afterworld, and I think we went in this in detail last episode, that someone's going to get a great big middle finger from most everybody here. Like, mm -hmm. dick. You, know, you are the <laughs> worst creator that has ever existed. <laughs> I'm the okay. only creator. I, well, then uncreate I'm gonna take it me, a step further. <laughs> I'm going to take it a step further. Let's say... I die and I'm wrong and there's a heaven and hell and God's like, no, you're cool. Come on in. I'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> I am Wait. out. I am going to hell and I'm going to, I'm going to buddy up with the guy who revolted against you in the first fucking place. Wait, hang on. Come in and do what? What's there to do in there? What is there? What do you, what, what do you got? What do you got? Where, do Wait, you, hold on. Got, oh, we got all sorts of cool shit in here. Question God is, is Bowie in there? Because wherever he's going, they'd be like, no, Bowie's in space. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die. He just went home. Yep. Okay. Last one. And we'll make this quick because we need to wrap things up. So let's get to it. Uh, I warn you, it is a prayer circle. I'm going to let it play because this is the longest mm -hmm. fucking prayer that I've ever heard. David Barton. At, this is at the, the Ted Cruz uh, event that was happening in Iowa. And Glenn Beck had the someone was laying the hands on him and giving oh, him a, a giant prep rally prayer. So I'm going to let it play through. We bless him with your peace. We bless him with your stability, with your strength, with your clarity, with your focus, Father. Let the mind of Christ be in him, Father. Give that mind clarity, Father, in Jesus' name. Then as he speaks, Lord, let the words come off his mouth that you want said to these folks. And even if he doesn't say what needs to be said, let the Holy Spirit drive it home in the way that needs to be heard. So, Father, regardless of what he says, let your spirit take it deliberate in the right way. That you've given Glenn the mind on this. You've given him the speech and the words on this. Father, we pray an anointing to be effective. We bless him with peace. We bless him with anointing. We bless him, Father, with insight and vision. And, Father, with confidence as well. That it be your words that go forward to these folks. And then we turn the Holy Spirit loose that we bring forth fruit that brings forth 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold back to this campaign, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I can just imagine God going, Okay! I fucking get wow. it already! Were they coming? That was weird. No, they were trying to, but... It, it wasn't happening. And right, because there was have, no actual sexual stimulation. You have an evangelical Christian laying hands on a Mormon. These fucking people forget all the time that their fundamental beliefs are different. Yes, they consider themselves Christians because they followed the teachings of Christ. Great. Mm -hmm. You guys got to the finish line with a mm -hmm. very, very, very fucking different story. Now define teachings I, of Christ for me, fuckers. Yeah, oh, that's no, right. None yeah. of you agree. No, no. <laughs> yeah, not a single oh, one of you. That's why you have I, how many fucking sects of Christianity. I love the I love the double talk in there too. Let him let him say the right thing. Like you know, please God, let this guy say the right thing. Okay, I get okay. it already. And if he what doesn't do you say the right out thing, of me? I'm just an omnipotent being. I okay, already okay. know what he's going okay. to say, okay. my lady. Okay, okay, but okay. If he doesn't say the right thing, make sure the people who hear him 
hear what you want them to hear, not really what he's saying, but what you wanted him to say, but he didn't say, so that we're good, right? Do you want a happy God? Did did I did I fix did I did I fix the loopholes? So that what they hear is really you. Oh, it hurts so bad. <laughs> this is what people do when they pray outside of Utah. God, you know, this guy sounds like the guy who's trying to like figure out the loopholes for the genie and the three wishes. Yeah. And this is like, the, okay, hang on. So, so if I can't wish for more wishes, can I wish for another lamp? This isn't your Utah, tuck your fingers in your armpits, you know, <laughs> smell them and, you know, no, nothing like that. But this is, this is your typical Christian prayer. And this is short compared to some of the ones I've heard in my life, but man, just, and let's hear the aftermath of it. Like the Lord says, these are my purposes. Uh-huh. Mm. So, you know. Glenn Beck's like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still getting paid mm-hmm. for this, right? <laughs> I'm getting paid for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the moment. Mm-hmm. This is the moment that we prayed for. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we prayed. We prayed for this. We've been working for this year. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't know. We didn't know. You guys have been working at first for decades. Didn't know this was it. Didn't know this was it when we started in 2007. Started talking about this. We started the 912 project. People started the Tea Party. This. I love the manipulative music too. It's like I was gonna say. This is God at work. (laughs) Do you feel the peace? Do you feel it? Do you feel it, dirty bitch? Okay, that's all I have for fun with Real Audio. You guys survived another week of this bullshit. (laughs) So we'll be back with our third segment and Callie Wright from the Gatheist Manifesto here in a second. We will be right back. Utah Outcasts, be right back. The Brainstorm Podcast presents The Shift to Reason, Saskatchewan's first secular conference. It's happening on April 30th, 2016 and features some great speakers that include Seth Andrews, Nate Phelps, and Lovato Lewenning along with others. This one-day event in Regina includes lunch and a VIP after-party with the speakers. Tickets are available at shifttoreason.eventbrite.ca and start at $95 for early bird tickets with student pricing and limited VIP tickets. Keep up to date with the conference on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shifttoreason. So, welcome back from the break, and we're here for our third segment of the show, and joining us for the the Utah Outcast for this little clip, we have Callie Wright from the Gatheist Manifesto, alongside her, her, I believe, co-host, you said? Yes. Ari, correct, right? Yes, Okay. me. And she's with us right now, and sorry, Ari, I don't have your profile in front of me. I did have Callie's because we're Facebook friends. Um, And Mm. for those not in the know, or, you know, not in the atheist podcasting world, Callie is the is a self-described uh, trans woman, atheist, LGBT activist, eater of ice cream, and host of the Gatheist Manifesto podcast. So, hey, yeah, Callie. That about, covered. <laughs> yeah. that about hey! covers it. It's been fun, guys. Have a good night. I know, right? <laughs> and cut. So, Callie, welcome to the show. We're super to have you and, and Ari here with us, um, especially yeah, considering the, the subject matter we just went through. Um, I'm glad you didn't have to join us for that one because it's extremely painful when we put any of our guests through the uh, fun with real audio. <laughs> <laughs> because we have we have we had Glenn Beck we had oh man 
man. There was, and there's, I don't know why, but right wing watch blog on YouTube put out a whole bunch of uh, crazy anti gay people out there this week. And well, it's because there was a whole bunch of them this week. Yeah, Masochism. Was, that's why they do it. That, they must. It's the only explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our highest rated part of the show, so people keep coming back and listening to it. So we, we keep putting ourselves through it. So uh, let's see. I have one question right off the bat What type of ice cream? Yeah. Ah, see, that's hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of an unfair question. That's an unfair question. Okay, um, if you ha- let's do let's salted do the- caramel core from Ben and Jerry's. We'll we'll, we'll go there. That's mm. so good. That's a great yeah. ice cream. Yeah. If we're going Ben and Jerry's, I'll go caramel sutra because I love okay. that. I love that core of caramel that's in there. That stuff's great. And the like chocolate food. fudge brownie. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm I'm a I'm a damn sucker for the the peanut butter fudge core one. Oh, uh, they have that one too. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, did they ever come out with that I, Bernie Sanders one with like the one percent with the, the chocolate shell that's on top of it? <laughs> I feel like they did actually do that. I feel like I no, listened I, to something where somebody I didn't was hear something about that. Somebody somebody created and actually I think it was uh it was Ben and Jerry themselves that did it. I don't think they're actually gonna make it, Aww. but it was just something like funny that's that they put up on their page. I love Because Vermont concept exactly. ice cream like right. that. <laughs> concept ice cream we live in the future you guys <laughs> I, I kid you not i think i watched a uh what, what was that mark summer show on food network it was unwrapped i think it was called oh where, yes like they went over like the ben and jerry's plant and everything on how they make things and i sat there and i was just watching the whole time like inching closer to the screen i'm like how do they make a snickerdoodle cookie that goes inside the ice cream <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating you know Tell us. how do you supposed to Sorry, go ahead. How do you make chocolate chip cookie dough that doesn't have eggs in it so you don't have to worry about salmonella? Hmm. You know? <laughs> uh, when we went to Vermont, I went to Vermont last summer for work, and we were supposed to tour the Ben & Jerry's factory, but we ditched it to go to a really nice restaurant, and I really didn't mind because I don't care about ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and your, I don't care for sweets anymore. <laughs> ice cream is doubly bad because I don't really care for sweets. Never really have, and even less now. No. And uh, also, I have really, really sensitive teeth, so it hurts my teeth to oh, eat. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Uh, that's fair. I mean, that's like fair. one of these days, I'm just gonna come down with one of the uh, the those like a uh, flavor pop things that you know that cuts the side of your mouth up every time you try to <laughs> yeah. eat. I'm just, I'm just gonna just chomp on it the whole time. <laughs> Did you say flavor right, pops? Right. Yeah, whatever. They're because called. they're otter pops. They got different. I had the ghetto kind <laughs> girl. Flavor. Yeah, no kidding. It's like flavor aid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you made of money otter pops, right. otter pops. <laughs> you buy the one in the big net bag yeah yeah the one, <laughs> the one they like have no flavor yeah they yeah have that's, that's flavor ice yeah the ones yeah. are like two bucks at walmart <laughs> yeah <laughs> for like a pack I, of 300 and it's, <laughs> it's, seriously mystery flavor you have no idea what you're gonna get and then they try to sell, sell you off as a tropical flavor but all they do is put like vitamin c in it so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's tropical. No, it's is not. This, it's is this pineapple or acid? <laughs> <Can't>, oh. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let's get to what we're going to talk about. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your show and anything else that you're up to. Um, are you doing okay surviving the snowpocalypse you guys are having out there? See, here's the thing. That that whole thing is like 45 minutes south of me. Oh, really? <laughs> we, got, we got like a light dusting. Everyone in Cincinnati was freaking out, and we got basically nothing. I was driving around with my girlfriend, and we were like, oh, my God, the snow. There's going to be like a quarter inch of it. Holy crap. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, there was there was basically none of that. Um, so see, it makes me uh, giggle that the a lot of people on the East Coast are like, "We got 18 inches of snow." Oh my god! And they're like freaking out and everything. I'm like, "Have you guys not had like a bad snowstorm in a while?" Because like most Midwest and like uh, especially places out here in the mountains, it's like. 18 inches didn't even close schools out here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. Like, the first time an intending storm will close schools out here. It's mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually bummed because it was not like that when I was a kid. That's like the one thing that m- makes me wish like I was experiencing this time in school where it's like like hey guys it might snow tomorrow. School's canceled. Yes. Like it would yeah, be like the Charlie Brown thing where it's like yay snow day and everybody goes out and plays except I'd be upstairs playing Xbox or something. <laughs> right. I remember no school. I remember one snow day as a kid, and then, like, as I got older, they were like, like, I was like, this is worse than the one snow day we had, and they're like, nah, mm-hmm. we're not, mm-mm, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> don't so it, die getting here, I guess. Yeah, you could, you could be, you could come to work two hours late, we don't care about that, just as long as you get here. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're um, so kind. But uh, the show is the Atheist Manifesto. Um, basically, the the topic is um, the intersection of atheist and LGBT activism. Oh. So um, you know, we talk about you know things that, that kind of you know intersect that topic. So um, you know, we talk about you know the, for example, like there are a lot of uh, more progressive faith communities that are very you know LGBT friendly, and that, and that's fine. I don't you know begrudge those folks, but um, you know the the best data that we have says. Uh, a little bit over half of the LGBT community doesn't identify with religion. Oh wow! So you know where you know where the where are the rest of us going to go for community? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I just kind of as I as I started to you know I started listening to podcasts and started getting more involved in atheist activism. Um, you know, I noticed that I mean everybody talks about LGBT stuff, but there was nobody in the movement who was really like pushing that conversation as like their thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I was doing uh, audio production for dogma debate at the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mentioned to uh, David that I had the idea, you know, for the show and he was, he was all about it. So, you know, I made a pilot and sent it to him and he loved it. So that's, um, you know, we've been kind of doing it ever since it's been almost a year and, um, it's, it's been, it's been absolutely nuts. <laughs> the response <laughs> that we've gotten. That's great. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been it's been awesome. I mean, I'm getting invited to speak at conferences and all kinds of stuff, and it's yeah, wow. it's fuck yeah, it, it's that's great. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing how hungry people have been for the conversation because I really expected to have to fight, um, you know, to to fight my way into spaces to have these conversations, and people are just like, bring it on. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Here, the so I'm the president of our local atheists of Utah, and every year we get a booth at Pride. Mm-hmm. At our at our local pride, and honestly, one of the best in the nation. Sorry, I need to interrupt. It is, yeah. Uh, Salt Lake's is huge. It's a huge pride festival. It's really cool, and um, we get a big double booth. And you would think, uh, even because even in a lot of places, atheists are still met with a lot of. Um, I want. I don't want to say skepticism because I feel like that's yeah, the wrong use of the we're, word. We're we're kept, <laughs> we're kept at arm's length. We're we're right. standoffish yeah. about if it, if so. not. If people don't react with immediate disdain, there's immediate distrust. Right. And, and like, you say you're an atheist and people are like, oh, so you believe there is no God. Like, I get that one a lot. And you're like, eh. Um, Yet, at, when we go to Pride, yeah, you put your philosophy hat on. Like, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, I had a really funny story about a straight woman last year, but uh, and uh, 
but at Pride, we don't get that at all. Uh, we People are enthusiastically at our booth the entire time. We don't get any kind of, uh, oh, atheist. Like, we really don't experience that at all. This last year, we were right across from a Baptist church booth. <laughs> so, that was nice. interesting. Yeah. And, you know, one of those. Those weren't the sign carry churches. ones, were they were the. But uh, they, they were like, he was like, their, their pastor or whatever was out trying to, like, talk to people. And, like, they would skip him and come to our <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, right. I'm actually surprised at how, because you know, in you know, even you know, getting more and more into the atheist community, I, I've gotten used to the idea that like, you know, if I'm at an atheist group or at an atheist conference, most of the people there identify as allies and really do want to learn and want to, you know, be good allies and, and things like that. And um, you know, then I started to kind of move over, and I gave, I gave a talk about atheism at a uh, at an LGBT event a few months ago, and I was like, okay, like here's where I'm going to get the pushback. And, uh, and, and it just didn't happen that way. Wow. You know, uh, people in the, people in the room were, were super enthusiastic, asking great questions. And, um, and <laughs> I'm giving, uh, I'm giving a talk at a, a trans conference in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in March. So that'll be, that'll be very interesting because it seems to be a little bit more of an old fashioned type environment. Yeah. So, uh, trans, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> trans is a very interesting thing right now. Uh, it's, it's becoming a cultural conversation. Uh, which I think is really great, but it's it's something that even people who consider themselves allies to uh, gay and lesbian, I, I've heard them be like trans isn't a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are gay and lesbian people who say trans isn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the questions I'm going to bring up here in a minute. But um, to bring it back to what we were talking about when you brought up uh, intersectionality, um, mm -hmm. and I've been talking a lot this week, especially with new friends that have been making. As I've been meeting new people in the podcasting world, uh, uh, the guy we were supposed to have on last week, Trav, was talking a lot about this on his, on his Facebook post. And there's a lot of people that don't understand a lot of the terminology that goes into this stuff. So intersectionality, for anybody who's wondering what exactly that is, and this isn't me mansplaining. This is something I got from a website. Sorry. Uh, intersectionality is a concept used in critical theories to describe the ways in which oppressive institutions, as in racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, ableism, xenophobia, classism, are interconnected and cannot be examined separately from one another. And so this is kind of tying into, you know, a couple episodes ago, me and Kyle were like, yeah, we're guy feminists. Get the fuck over yeah. it. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, right. I think that one can identify as all of those things yeah. because I think that yeah. the way I see feminism isn't that it says the other things don't exist or that they don't matter. What I see is that they're all interconnected. I mean, you find racism and sexism and homophobia all in the same yeah. places. So when we take specific focus, that's a good thing because that's how we make progress in those specific areas. But yeah, you, you basically, if you're for equality, you have, you, you have to be, uh, an ally to gay and lesbian. You have to advocate for trans. You have to be a feminist because otherwise you're missing the point. So to the yeah. untrained out there, when I said intersectionality, that sounds like a whole bunch of victim compl complex. People are going to think that, you know, you're finding something to latch on to blame for things that are going on in your world. Not exactly that. So uh, what I'm wondering is if we can give everybody a quick primer on what that means and why we're highlighting it specifically for Callie being on the show. And as you he heard earlier, um, she is a trans woman atheist, and that brings up very three very distinct isms, or let's see, ists, if you want to go that way. So first, you have the transphobic people to deal with, and then you have the sexist people to deal with, 
and then you have the theist people to deal with. So, Callie, I I don't envy you because, I mean, <laughs> Ky- Kyle and I only have to deal with the theistic part of it usually. And usually, so, yeah. So I guess you can call this X and uh, Kyle verbally checking our privilege here. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can check well, mine too because I get one more for being female, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, are you and black? It's interesting, I don't know. Are you because... black? Because <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. so sorry. Because <laughs> well, I used to be, you know, I used to be a person who was very doubtful of, you know, like the concept of male privilege and all of that kind of stuff, and like. It took me losing it for me to realize that it was a thing. Like, and it's, it's, it was actually probably one of the most difficult things to deal with, you know, in transition was seeing how people treated me differently. And, you know, especially like in, in online spaces where it was like, you know, people just had my name to go off of. And, you know, for example, like I haven't, I have a background in audio production. I used to run a recording studio. And, um, so I was in a, I was in a a Facebook group with people, you know, with audio engineers. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I like, I didn't, I don't, I don't record bands or anything like that anymore. Like podcasting is the extent of what I do with audio production, but, um, and that's enough, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but somebody had said something. It was like, like they were going on about guitar tones and like what, you know, their favorite amp model was for guitar tones. And I just like, I jumped into the discussion like, Oh, you know, I've gotten the best results using this. And it was like, it was like all of a sudden, like, dog power you don't know what the hell you're talking about oh, you're geez. stupid that's so stupid why would you say that like and i'm like whoa dude like <laughs> like you just said hey what's your favorite guitar amp model and i said this one's my favorite how dare and you like, you're <laughs> a fucking stupid woman you know and it was like and it was jarring because nothing like that had ever happened to me before and then wow. you know experiences like i my day job i work in a call center and, um, you know, I, I don't have the most like crazy feminine voice, but people do gender me, you know, female on the phone sometimes. And I had this guy like literally trying to get me to come to his house after work. Oh, wow. And like, yep. like talking about how he had a hot tub and like wine ready to go for me and stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, like boundaries, like, you know, like human being, like you called in so I could fix your cable. <laughs> and, <like> <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you can no, come fix my no. cable. Sorry, I don't, didn't mean to go there. I, I can't help. Yeah, it. stay, stay, stay. Shut up, X. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Felicia during her uh, Clark Kent job, she's a cheesemonger, so she mm-hmm. she has a very um very to the public persona she has to have, and so she's given us more than enough examples of people being inappropriate touching. Oh yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. you know pejorative names being thrown her way and i think i i saw a good example of it what was i was i was watching um i was watching the the gop debate this week and one I'm of the sorry. F- yeah <laughs> I, uh, my 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 favorite local show the uh the godless revolution they usually do recaps of all the debates with their commentary on it and mm-hmm. this time they're not going to so i'm like fuck i gotta listen to it so i know what they're saying and I ended up watching it at work, and I got to a point where I had to turn the TV off, to much to the chagrin of a couple other people in the area, because they I just couldn't fucking handle it anymore. But they said one thing in particular, and I can't remember in, in regards who they were talking to, but one of the GOP guys like, oh, well, I think they might have been talking about Clinton. Oh, she's a... Uh, or, or somebody, uh, Megan Kelly or somebody like that. I can't remember exactly who it was, but the first thing they led off with, besides besides their political career, besides who they are and what they do, they let off with a what she looks like. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, every time. The yeah. they didn't say Nearly a every goddamn time, yeah. thing about her. appearance. You don't need to talk about her appearance. Do you talk about, you know, Ted Cruz that way? 
I mean, do you well, take, you Stephen Colbert does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, Stephen well, and, Colbert and I've, had a, I've seen, had a I've seen hardcore be. Bernie supporters doing the same thing. Yeah. And like, yeah. and, and I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Like I'm 100% behind Bernie Sanders, yeah. but there's like, I was in a Facebook group and people were just dogging on like her choice of clothes and the shape of her body and like her dumb hairstyle. And I'm like, are you guys She's fucking kidding grandma. me? She's a grandma. <laughs> she is. She well, is. And, and us, well, us Sanders supporters, we, we don't really have a leg to stand on in no. criticizing <laughs> the way anybody else looks. Exactly. <laughs> really. Hair is hilarious. That guy has zero fashion sense. And gets look at our guy. I, I love how Bernie has no fucks to give about pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, not even a little I'm old hair, enough. Fine, various yeah. directions. Makes him look like an adorable goblin. I'm gonna say whatever the whatever the hell it is I want to say. I don't have a. We know we need to tax the one person. You know, like he just like in, it doesn't matter what he's saying. He comes back to I'm the point where he's supposed to be, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Um, I was I I was online one day and I saw a bunch of comments about Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. Uh, oh, man, why would? And they were all about how she's not fuckable. First of all, Whoa. she really? Like, <laughs> what? Uh, really? What? Yeah, and I'm Why? like, well, I mean, first, right. yeah, well, to, uh, yeah, she that's, is. That's like Europe, yeah, man. Yes, she is. First of all, <laughs> all, have you have you heard her talk? She's smart as shit. <laughs> I know. I bet she's a wildcat. <laughs> she has got nothing holding her back. Bed. She's like, I'm gonna enjoy myself. <laughs> I've got this job for like sixty years. You guys <laughs> suck it, you know. <laughs> uh, but the like the, the other thing is like um, females aren't here for your decoration. No, they're they're just they're not they're not they're not here to make sure that you get to see just the prettiest things. Like that's not what we're here for. So yeah, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Says somebody who's done modeling, so yeah. but I, I mean, it's not. Yeah, who, who? You're, the only yeah. reason that we're, you're wearing a shirt now is because we're putting this on YouTube. You yeah, <laughs> and it's cold. Like, it's cold. It's cold. It's actually warm in my bedroom tonight. I would totally be. That explains the door being open. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna. The thing is, that's mostly like I. That's how my preferred state yep. is less clothes. So. <laughs> Well, good for exactly. you. I'm glad you're comfortable yeah, can, in your own skin. <laughs> my point being that um, I have participated in things for being attractive, things that are supposed to be pretty, but I still don't want that to be the only way I am seen. Like that is not that's not all of me. So, well, yeah, and you know, bringing it back to intersectionality for a second. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, w what's interesting is you see, you know, there, there's like a you know the, the the saying that shit rolls downhill, mm -hmm. and like and, and there's like a sliding scale of discrimination within discrimination within discrimination, right. and um, and part of the reason that I asked Ari to be a co-host on my show is because they are a non-binary person, oh, and wonderful. so like you go you go from you go from cis to trans to non-binary in in the terms of and you know in terms of like what's like socially accepted as okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and so you even get within the trans community, there's, you know, uh, disdain and discrimination and denial that people even exist who are non-binary. So, um, Ari, did you want to talk about that for a second? Cause that's totally your experience to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's surprising to me anyway, 
how, you know, so many binary trans, maybe not so many, but there are definitely a faction of binary trans people, mm. trans people who identify strictly as male or female, who look kind of look, I don't know, look down upon non-binary people or dismiss their existence entirely. Um, especially a lot of that is often um, based on appearance because there are um, a lot of binary trans people who it's really important for them to quote unquote pass, meaning that they oh, yeah. are always perceived I, as the gender that they identify. I really and, quick, I want to stop non-binary. you really fast. What was that? Sorry, I just, will, will you please uh, define non-binary? Oh, yes. We yeah. probably should. Have yeah. <laughs> Basically non-binary. So binary being male or female, those are your options. Non-binary right. being anything other than or including male or female, but not strictly just male or just female. It's a whole spectrum of whole other things. Okay. So yeah. it brings in um, like pan gender. It brings in, mm -hmm. you know, uh, gender yeah. fluid people. Yeah. Gender so. fluid, gender queer, agender, yeah. bigender. There's all sorts of different identity labels underneath um, non-binary. Okay. And, um, I, and I feel lucky enough to have met many of these people, you know, in my early 20s when I finally stepped out of, you know, the... Not the not the blinder zone of being a theist or anything like that, but you know, I got out of my comfort zone of you know, white suburbia and started traveling to the city and meeting new people and stuff. And so I got this like the the first experience I had meeting someone that was uh, genderqueer, and mm -hmm. so and that person is fucking awesome. I, I <laughs> love Alessa. They are one of the the coolest people that I know and fellow cheesemonger. But she, uh, they moved to uh, Portland to be with the weirdos they said so <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that about portland yeah yep. it's a strange place i once saw a guy peeing on the outside of a bathroom wall of, on the outside of the bathroom like there was a bathroom building and he was peeing on the outside of it fuck the police fuck you that's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't care. portlander don't give a shit yeah <laughs> but please continue with it with your story um let's see where was i um yeah i was talking about um binary trans people yes um and the importance of passing. So for a lot of binary trans people, it's really important that they always be perceived by others and labeled by others as the gender that they really are, as opposed to what their body might look like. Um, and when you're a binary person, a non-binary person, we live in a world where you're always labeled as male or female on site when somebody sees you, or maybe I'm not sure if they're male or female, so I'm going to ask. If you're non-binary, you're not male or female, or maybe you're both male and female. Mm -hmm. Um there's no way to to pass in our society. Um, the, no one's going to look at you and say, oh, that's a non-binary person unless they're like super educated. But even then, you can't tell if someone's non-binary just by looking because gender identity and gender expression are separate things. They're related, but they're separate. Or at the very best, you'll get like, well, what are you? Oh, Jesus. I can't <laughs> tell. I am, I am a I human am being. I, I am absolutely blown away that people, well, one, that people have the gall to even ask that question. Yeah, I've never and that have. They, they feel the need. Right. What that business is of me. yours? <laughs> Why the well, fuck you, do you care? I had a really eye-opening experience at the grocery store once. Um, I, was just, I was just shopping, and this little kid had a pack of hot dogs. And he was like so stoked to have this pack of hot dogs and he dropped it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, poor guy. So like I went and picked up this this pack of hot dogs and handed it to him. And he looks at me and you could tell he was really confused. And he goes, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> and I was just like, I'm a girl. And he was just like, 
okay and he went back to playing with his hot dogs yeah and like and that just made me <laughs> playing think, with his hot dogs right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the food the food kind i'm such a 12 year old um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just like like god that is like when we teach you know we teach kids that from from birth that like that's an important thing you have to yeah. know about somebody mm-hmm. is you know how they are you know well, what, what category do you put somebody yeah. into what pattern exactly. do they fit yeah what do you have in your pants right <laughs> and 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 it's and, and it's not even in terms of like well i want to know so i can properly address you it's i want to know because mm-hmm. i think it's my business to know <laughs> yeah well, uh, you gotta forgive yeah. him, the kid, little kid, a little bit, and you probably helped him a lot because now his understanding of what boy <laughs> right. and girl looks like is very yeah. is more varied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't blame the kid at all. And see, and that's I struggle with that a lot because you know we get those messages as kids for so long, and like, can we necessarily blame adults for having those attitudes too? Yeah, because if they've never been you know exposed to otherwise, yeah. and you know, the older you get and the more entrenched you are in those attitudes. Mm-hmm. So like at some level, it's even hard to hold adults responsible for attitudes like that because it's literally the only thing that they've ever been taught. Right. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Except there's some people that they, they do it to get a fucking rise out of people. And that, yeah, that that's true. really bothers me. <laughs> well, you know? I also think are- there are some people who are willfully denying it because yeah. for whatever reason oh, yeah. it makes yeah. them uncomfortable, well, they I mean, have yeah. been exposed to the education and still, Mm-hmm. will not accept and sad, sadly enough i'm seeing a lot of this in the skeptic and atheist crowd yes mm-hmm. yeah where yeah. they go especially well, in the cesspool of internet comments no, yeah, yes and see the thing is what i've what i've found generally speaking is there is a difference between the online atheist community and the irl yeah. <laughs> atheist community. <laughs> like the people who do real life secular activism like the people that do meetup groups and you know organize and participate in conventions and that kind of stuff those people are generally an awesome crowd it's the people in the facebook groups and the patheos blog comments <laughs> and all of that like those are the people who are really really just awful youtube well, comments the worst yeah oh yeah these are I, I find especially in the skeptic community these are people who um they're not actually being skeptics because mm-hmm. part of skepticism it means inherently having an open mind and not accepting something till you have evidence when it comes to somebody on how they identify as gender the evidence you need to accept that is that they say it yeah that's well, right it. and that's and, and that's i i have i have a little bit of sympathy for those people because we spend so much time talking about you know we need to know what's objectively true the problem is gender is 100% subjective. Yeah. There's nothing, there's gender nothing is. objective about mm-hmm. identity. It's it's the only the it's literally a concept that it describes is a how construct. you feel. Yeah. yeah, it is. So it, it, I can uh, I can I can give a little bit of sympathy to people who are at least you know skeptical of it. Um, no, I mean, obviously, if you know, if you're an outright denier and you're going to be an asshole to people, like, I obviously <laughs> don't have any sympathy for that. But yeah. for somebody who has questions, like, I can at least understand that point of view, and I don't mind having conversations with those people because, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll have a conversation with anybody. Yeah, I found it I, really I, sweet when you were, when you had a uh, section with uh, David Smalley around the holidays. Yeah, and he was coming at it as a newbie, and I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Dave. I mean, this is going to help a lot of people out there. I'm sure he knew a lot of the stuff he asked you already. But it was just a lot of it was like, I'm glad that there's somebody out there giving people a primer on this stuff instead of it being a a 3000 level class. It's a 1000 level class. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's that's another that's another level where you kind of have to give some people a break because it it is still uh, a fairly new concept. It's it's still fairly 
research, new culture, new in our culturally, culture. But, yes, yeah, because there are there are several instances of several cultures around the world that don't have these concepts. Uh, right, right. Like there, there is there are instances in the in history of trans people, of people who just did not mm-hmm. identify with gender, and then right. in most cultures through most history the gender roles weren't that specified anyway. Right. Like they're way more specified now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's, there's, we, there's, we can think religion for of, that. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can look at, you know, indigenous peoples like from all, from all over the world and, and you mm-hmm. find, you know, concepts that are very similar to, you know, how people identify as trans today or just variations on, you know, gender identity and gender roles and things like that, that, mm-hmm. Um, you know, very obviously paint the picture that, you know, not only, you know, not only is it fixed based on, you know, the way that you're perceived when you're born, but it's not fixed in a binary either. Yeah. Right. So, um, it's just, I mean, if you, if you take the time to do the research and look, you know, because, Mm -hmm. because I mean, I, I'm a humanist first and I'm a skeptic second. Um, you know, when I, when I decided that I was going to get stop you know doing denial and explore this side of myself the first thing i did was i went to the science i was like i'm if this is some you know if, if this is some like crazy mental illness then i want to get treated for it if you know if it's if it's you know something else manifesting is this i want to figure that out like i want to i want to figure out exactly what this is and if you look at the science it's there i mean yeah yeah there's there's, there's a not a ton there's not a ton of yeah actual you know studies that you know that that point to exactly why or that kind of stuff but what's out there points pretty clearly in a single direction well what's out there does the why you're right hasn't been answered yet and that's fine um the why isn't always the important part yeah uh, i don't know. i, don't, I right. don't need to know why the universe exists it just does you know? <laughs> yeah. right i you know what i applaud the scientists who want to find out why the universe exists or why we have trans people that's a very interesting thing to understand and just understanding it doesn't necessarily mean fixing it like a lot of people think that if you yeah, it's not going to lead to eugenics you know? yeah. yeah if you if you understand <laughs> why but the but at the end of the day we do have plenty of evidence that says that this is a real thing this is normal, actually. Like somebody who is trans or somebody who is non-binary or anything else, that's not abnormal. That's that's a thing that happens in people. And that's okay. That's what the science has said, that these people are not and, unwell. Although they generally uh, do suffer from depression or anxiety or other things as a manifestation of the culture's response to those. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So also, and, and, and not only that, you can take it one step further and the science also says that um, to the extent that people need it or want it, that transition related care is the proper response and the only thing that fixes those feelings of discomfort. Yes. Um, you know, whether that's, whether that's just changing your outward presentation or going on hormones or getting surgeries or, you know, any variation, you know, therein, you know, everything from, I mean, some people just, figure out that that's part of their identity and it doesn't change anything practical about their lives. And then, you know, there are people who go through, you know, surgery after surgery after surgery, and there's all kinds of space in between. Um, But it's very clearly known that to the extent people want and need it, transition is the only way to fix it. There's no, 
there's no amount of therapy that you can go through that makes those feelings go away. It just doesn't happen that way. I had a uh, really good friend and this is not a variation of the, I've got a black friend thing. It's a, (laughs) but I have a, I have a friend that was horribly depressed, you know, um, drinking themselves to death and, you know, just having the worst time in their life, constantly depressed. And then got, uh, went to the doctor, started seeing the therapist and the therapist said, well, uh, do you ever, you know, how they, they, you get diagnosed for gender dysphoria. And when she finally got the diagnosis and started going into transition, this person literally was a human butterfly, like went from this depressed schlubby. And I'm not saying this on presentation of, you know, how somebody looks, but it was obvious that the person wasn't, uh, that she wasn't very happy in her own skin. And so when she finally transitioned and started going through hormone treatments and started being able to outwardly express and everything else, she metamorphosed into this person that was just happy. And I had never seen this from her before. And it was, it was amazing to me. I'm glad that I got to see it from, from beginning to end. It's really a sight to see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. The difference it can make. I mean, I've, I've been on hormones for almost two years now. Oh, wow. And, um, it, and it's, it's literally the difference between seeing things in black and white and seeing things in color, like wow. for, for me, like that's yeah. you know my experience and mm-hmm. you know, the way that I relate to people, the way that I feel emotions and, um, and, and I mean, that's to say nothing of the physical changes because those mm-hmm. have been awesome and very helpful to my <laughs> overall well being too. But, um, oh, would you look at that? <laughs> right, like I have boobs. Yes, <laughs> um, but like just just a, they're pretty illustrate. great. I'm not gonna lie, boobs. Are well, pretty right, great. yeah. Yes, they are. So like, I had the first ever like crazy like hormone induced rage cry that I ever had. I was like, I was having I was having a pretty rough time, anyways, and like I was I was having a, a hard time at work. And, um, just kind of in, in a pit, like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. And I read this stupid thing on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like the one last Calvin and Hobbes story where it's <laughs> Calvin is laying on his deathbed as an old man and he sees Hobbes one more time and like he gives Hobbes to his grandson. And it's like this really sweet touching, like I'm a super sensitive person anyways. I yeah. cry over everything. Hi, um, yeah. So like, so like this sister. would have made me, yeah, <laughs> so, like, this would have made me tear up, but because of all of the baggage that I was carrying from like had the rough time that I was having, I mean I just lost it. Just like, shattered I, you. <laughs> I ugly cried for like an hour. <laughs> oh, the holidays! <laughs> Working retail in the holidays, I did that twice. Yeah. <laughs> the hormones get you just right, and the stress yeah. gets you, and you're tired, and it's just you. <laughs> Yeah, so so it was so after it was over with, I like I was like okay, like I've got this out of my system. It's pretty late. Like I'm gonna go to bed. So I, I fall asleep, and then about an hour later, I wake up like straight out of bed. Like holy shit, I need ice cream right now. <laughs> and like, and I seriously, I like I was in bed in my pajamas, and I got up and drove my ass to UDF to get ice cream because I was not going to be able to fall back asleep if I didn't. <laughs> and, and I was talking with a friend of mine the day afterwards. And I was like, I was like this, like this crazy thing happened. And she was like, what the hell did you think you were signing up for? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, uh-huh. Yep. It's and, not tough. <laughs> but, the, but the crazy, the, the craziest part of that whole thing was that even though a lot of it was very unpleasant, 
felt correct. Right. Like all of those things felt like the way that I should be reacting to that situation. And, and that was, that was like a really weird, weirdly self-aware thing. <laughs> it was like this whole miserable experience of ugly crying and like, you know, like I'm not going to be able to live if I don't get a bite of ice cream, like, <laughs> you know, all of that kind of stuff. But like, it all feels right. And, um, I, and I've heard, I mean, similar experiences across the board from other people who, uh, you know, who need hormones and actually get hormones. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. And, and I've heard even, you know, more similar stories from people who, uh, from people who pursue surgery and are able to eventually get it. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I haven't gotten that far yet, but I definitely plan to. Stephanie Gutterman's going through that pretty soon. And yeah, I, I'm excited to see her video blogs about that. And <laughs> yeah, she's, she's pretty she's great. awesome. Uh, We're trying to get her on the show, but she doesn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> and important. And we're, she's busy. Uh, she's busy. She, I'll just say that she's busy. Yeah. She is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the surgery, that one, um, I have to understand it. I, from what I understand, um, I, I was an EMT for a while and I was really fascinated with a lot of medical stuff for a while. I mean, I still am, but, uh, that one was a very interesting surgery and I can understand why a lot of trans people don't go through it because, uh, sexually it, it can ruin yeah. sex. Like that's a risk. That's, that's a risk. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 really really uncommon that that happens now. The They've the gotten technique has gotten better. so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're telling me Hedwig isn't a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love Hedwig and the Angry Inch, but yeah, that's not the norm. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's and it's fascinating. I mean, the whole thing is fascinating to me too. I mean, just as as a person who's interested in science and uh, you know interested in you know human relations and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I can I can sort of sometimes like step outside of my own experience yeah. and and think about these things like like this is just academically very interesting to yeah. me. Oh God, and I'm glad like, I'm not the only person that does this. No, no, like all that's the time. time. <laughs> That's and, that's uh, a very interesting shade of skin underneath my cut there. What is the? Yeah. You know, it's fascinating. <laughs> and, and Ow, and shit, I, that hurts. Too, like, <laughs> why um, does it hurt? And, and see, the thing is, like, a lot of I, I feel like a lot of trans people are very averse to talking about surgery, and I understand why because most of the time when people ask trans people questions about surgery, have you had the surgery? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's They're concerned yet again with yeah. what is your genitals, so that I are know you going to chop your dick you. off. Um, but like most of the time when people ask those questions, they're not asking in terms of I'm interested in how this is going to improve your life. It's I'm asking because I want to be shocked by your response. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, but, but in my head, sometimes I do think like, so who in the 1950s looked at a penis and said, I can, I can make a vagina with that. Uh, the, like, <laughs> genius, that too. The, right. the person who understood that uh, fetal, t that it's basically the same tissues. Seriously. Right. Like, and so that's something I talk about a lot is uh, that males and females are far more alike than they are not, right. uh, which is why trans is even possible. Right. Because we're still people. Whoa, hang on. What? <laughs> I know. It's crazy to, to think of it that way, but it, it, just bear with me. <laughs> but uh, something fascinating for me is that genitalia is all the same bits, just kind of rewired differently. Yeah. Yeah, just arranged differently, but it's all the same. Like the ovaries and the testicles are the same tissues, just different mm -hmm. hormones affected them differently in in fetal development. Yep. Yeah, the same so, stuff. Just the furniture is in different place. So it makes it it, it, it makes is. sense. That's a good that, metaphor. 
that is a good metaphor. Uh, it makes sense that you would be able to do the surgery, that you would be able to to transition that. Well, and yeah, and well, my thing is, it's like in the fifties because the first time it happened, I think it was in like nineteen fifty six. I think. Yeah, I like think, today uh, no, with I think today's it was medical than- knowledge. Was it? Yeah. Well, like yeah. with today's medical knowledge, I could see, I could absolutely see that. But I'm thinking in like the 40s or the 50s, like, like who's even thinking about that? So like, I don't know. It's just that's that's an innovator, somebody who was way <laughs> right. better than their time. Like, right. <laughs> so let's see. So what are there? What are some things? Sorry, we have to wrap this up here in a minute because I know you got to get back to your real life, and we got to get on to doing the after <laughs> show here in a minute. So, um, as for us, like out here in Utah, or even as podcasters or beacons of sanity in this crumb forsaken theocracy that we live in. So I don't know if you've ever been out to Utah before, Kelly. I have not. It's a really fucking cool state to live in. If you don't mind a passive aggressive religion, pretty much running the place. <laughs> aggressive. <you know>? aggressive. <laughs> they, uh, they, aggressive. They get especially the aggressive. <laughs> they yeah. get especially aggressive this time of year because the Senate's in session and everything, and they're trying to pass yeah. things. Yeah. But for the most part of the year, they they're just you know, like they're they're like that. Um, they're like that. For the most part, most Mormons here in the Utah, they're they're kind of like the uh, the aloof uncle or like grandma that's never been around a, a person of color before. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. where they're like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it's not really a. They, I've they, never they don't, met one of you people before. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't mean to be casually racist. You know. No, they don't. <laughs> well, they're they're the epitome of the. I have a black friend, so yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah, I one. can't be racist. I have one. <laughs> I I've got a I've got a gay friend, but you know. I hate the sin, not the sinner. No. Eh. So, what what are some things that we can do here to help our uh, trans brothers and sisters out as as podcasters or within Utah? I mean, you probably don't know specifically about helping Utah people out. But, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure we we have the Pride Center. We have all sorts of other resources here that we can volunteer and be allies and help out with and everything. But um, I don't know. Beyond that, is there is there much do you think that we can do to be to have like outreach for things or? So the number one thing for me when it comes to allyship is you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because, you know, as a person who grows and, and we all grow up in this, this is not like me saying, you know, any of us are an exception to this rule. Like, oh, I'm so used to right. being wrong. I am like, so used to being wrong. Um, you know, it's something I like, say a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, like people, people like Ari and I are an exception because it's our lived experience that things are different. But, yeah. you know, we all grow up in this, you know, harshly binary gendered society and you know in in, in these rigid standards based on you know what gets marked on your birth certificate when you uh, when you're born and uh, you know confronting the idea that you know everything that you thought you knew about this stuff is wrong like nobody enjoys being wrong you know Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to things like that so it's it it can be very uncomfortable to ask those questions and i think the willingness to be uncomfortable is the most important thing you have to be willing to have all of your assumptions challenged even the ones that you think like you know well i've gotten to a certain point now where i think i get it i bet you still have assumptions about things that are going to be challenged that you have to be that you have to be comfortable confronting and that's you know even you know somebody like me as a binary identified trans person i feel like i still have a lot to go as far as you know being 
you know, being fully inclusive and understanding of the non-binary experience yeah. as a, you know, as a white trans person, you know, the, the experience of trans people of color, like that's an entirely different situation. Yeah, back to the intersectionality. <laughs> so, yeah. right. So, so, uh, and I, so the reason that I say that is I don't mean, I don't, I don't want to come off as like me, like standing up on a pedestal pointing downwards at everyone. Like I have as much <laughs> to learn as anyone else does. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes when it comes to that kind of stuff, you be uncomfortable, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, be willing to listen, be willing to be wrong and be willing to believe people when they say things that, um, you know, when when you hear it, you your knee jerk reaction is I don't know about that. You have to be willing to honestly consider those things. Obviously, you don't have to believe everything that anyone tells you just because yeah. they tell it to you. Well, that's but you have to be willing to give honest consideration to those things that may just seem way out there to you. Right. Um, you know, the idea of even people who can accept the idea that, you know, someone who's born assigned male at birth can actually identify as female. There are people who are okay with that, but the idea of a non binary person is just beyond the pale. You know, oh, it's yeah. it, it, it and that's you, you have to be willing to break those barriers down in order, you know, in, in order to learn and, you know, ch- you know, leave your assumptions behind. Oh, come on. Um, it shouldn't be that hard. We had David Bowie <laughs> until this year. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, you, that's definitely advice that I would give for sure. So yeah. Callie and uh, Ari, Ari, seriously, Ari, thank quick, you guys. I had a oh, question. Go for it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, pronouns are something that people have been discussing lately. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a pronoun that you prefer? Yes, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Okay, that's generally, that was what I was going to go with. Yep, just like <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for Facebook finally having that kind of feature. So yes. when there's people I want to I want to talk to sometimes, I don't want to jump in and be like, so, uh, I mean, obviously, if you know the person by name, calling them by their name usually works pretty well, too, you know. But it's mm-hmm. only when you have to worry about, like, the third person communication with somebody you know where he well i could be like well i was talking to ari and they said like if i if if i'm making a sentence like that it's important to to be able to use the correct pronoun yeah and And from what i understand it is appropriate to ask (laughs) yeah (laughs) people like it's a lot better than assuming (laughs) well right and and here here's the thing you'll run into with that um and this is just something to expect this is not a reason to modify that behavior yeah what you will find is especially among binary identified trans people who are um who are not really into the whole <laughs> accepting of non-binary people thing what you will hear is people bristling at that because um it is it is validating to a binary trans person for you to assume their gender correctly oh yeah right i remember um, my friend went through the passing <laughs> the passing thing for a while right but um you know when you do that you run the risk of, you know, assuming incorrectly, especially if a person happens to be a non- non-binary person. Yeah. So all I'm saying is I I always say that it's appropriate to ask, you know, what are your pronouns? Okay, cool. Um, but you may run into people who are like a little, <gasps> How dare you? A little prickly about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm no, wearing a dress, it's obviously are, she. Those people are more, I would say they're probably more the exception um, you you, right. you might you might yeah. get like a confused look, but <laughs> right. I don't think there are too many people that would actually be angry. Eddie right. Izzard is a straight man who likes to dress in women's clothes, and he still identifies as a he. So yeah. <laughs> in in women's clothes, so and right. he's not a drag queen. That's not really what he's going for there. Like <laughs> I'm glad Kyle finally looked up there. <laughs> you like dressing in women's clothes? I love the feel of women's fabric. That shit's great. 
It depends on the fabric. Yeah. Skirts are fantastic. Skirts are fantastic. Skirts are the best. Yeah. I don't I, know why and, they don't and have And le- leggings with freshly shaved legs. <laughs> freshly shaved oh. legs in general are just awesome. <laughs> I, and my, I think my favorite gender-specific clothing anecdote is from Iggy Pop. Yeah, Iggy yeah. Pop. Uh, when he was, uh, he was arrested one night and uh, in jail, somebody asked him why he was wearing a, a woman's skirt. And he said, excuse me, this is a man's skirt. <laughs> uh, I have friends. I have friends. If he's a man and he's wearing it, it's a man's it's skirt. It's a man's, yeah. I have, I have a bunch of guy friends who have uh, started wearing kilts of various mm-hmm. traditionality or not. So skirts. Yep. And this summer. This summer for sure. Yeah. And they're like, these are the best. Like, like I don't know why it's not more in vogue for guys to be able to wear this kind of thing instead of having fabric choking off everything between your legs and you know <laughs> i mean not, i'm not talking about dick and balls or anything i'm, I'm talking about you yeah. know just like fabric on my thighs bugs the shit out of me for some reason like that I, I wear cargo shorts most of the time even in the winter because i don't like wearing pants mm-hmm. i hate it god i hate it <laughs> yeah pants so, are the worst. it's got an awkward story no, no, and that's where we end up. Pants yeah. are awful. Pants are Let's awful. all agree to stop wearing pants. <laughs> Guys, you can man- you can manscape it. further than your bits. You can <laughs> <laughs> try it once and you will be a convert. I stop it about the knee. I can't do <laughs> So Kelly and uh, Ari, thank you guys for coming out tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed your time here. We'll get you guys on potentially one of these days if we can ever record earlier, but yeah. I think we have to wait for kids to grow up a little bit more for that kind of thing. Either that or we have to set a special <laughs> yeah. date. But anyway, it's been great having you guys on, yeah. and uh, we can't wait to work with you guys in the future. Uh, hopefully everybody out there has been entertained, and uh, we'll be back here in a minute with our uh, final features for the show. We'll catch you guys in a minute. Okay, so that was the interview with Callie and her co-host Ari. We appreciate them coming out. Um, we This is the point where we normally move into our highs and lows for the week and everything, but I, I think we're good. You guys got a lot out of us this week. Um, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you guys uh, the little bit of the outro here. So heaps of praise for Robert, Lee, Dan, and Adam for pledging their support for our show. Uh, if you want to join and support the show as well, we're off to go record the episode that you could hear this week. So um, that's the after show. And we'll catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, you're welcome. Bon me. Good night, everybody.
To be fair, I was wearing a super booby shirt that day. <laughs> it makes my tits you look did great. That, you did that on purpose. You yeah, get, I did that you on purpose get for Jeff my boyfriend. That shit, yeah. <laughs> because I was going to go hang out with my boyfriend after. Booby. Boobs. Because the last time I went on, I just wore like it, it's like what I call my comfy shirt. I love that shirt. One of these so days, much. I'm doing, I'm gonna do the shirt tucked under thing for the whole episode. 